All right. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Talk to Neil. Call 5670560 toll free for Dayton Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. What are we gonna do when Wayne owns everything? What are we gonna do when the rules have changed? (laughs) What are we gonna do if we don't rewind? Or will we have to wear those balls and chains? What are we going to do when bandits watch him? What is he going to do when he calls him a turd? You turd. What are we going to say when it's all over? You seems to be the sample of the world. All right. But they're bad, so bad, and we're not allowed to say them. Nazi Wayne is censor in the world. And it's sad, so sad, I think I own the whole state. But it always works for me, that you seem to be the simplest one. Well, we got a full plate today, baby. You can almost taste it. And I'm going to save a whole lot of lives today. You know that? Especially after seeing that thing on the front page. Guess what? It's bad to be fat. Let's discover that. Bad to be fat. Sucks to be you and bad to be fat. Two of our favorite songs. In spite of what that bitch, although I was going to rip Oprah, but the fact is that fat women, for some reason, if you look like Aunt Mama and you're of color, don't worry about it. You're still going to live to be 100. And even if you're like, uh, you look like, who's a big fat black guy? Roy Foster. If you Exactly, there you go. Roy! You look like that. Don't worry about it, because you'll probably live to be uh, another couple of days anyway. But if you're white, male or female, you got real problems. <laughs> So I'm going to save a whole lot of lives. Thanks to my friend Alan at Delights of West Boca. And thanks to our good, close, personal friend, Peter Leonard. Oh! There you go. He's redeeming himself almost as much as Michael Holdemayo. I think we might have to put Peter Leonard and Michael Holdemayo on probation today. Give him a little bit of a reprieve. Not full pardon, but at least step him up a little bit. Nice job of stealing my show from yesterday, Michael Mayo, which you've done so many times. But a good job of putting it down there in print so I can read it on the air in a little while. First of all, some of the most important business today. South Florida Courier Services, this is important stuff. There's been a, uh, well, you know, last week or 10 days, you know, as I go out on the elevator here, there's been a young man in the building, kind of like wandering around like a lost stepchild. I would say about 20-ish, an extraordinarily good-looking young man. I would say a spectacularly good-looking young guy. And uh, no habla inglés, I don't think, just doing a poco inglés, very little. Julio of some kind, maybe one of yours, maybe uh, one of somebody else's, who knows, maybe one of mine. Mm. But at any rate, he worked, so come to find out yesterday as I was going out, and there's Igor 
you know, Igor, you're actually a good guy in spite of the fact that you're really, really creepy, but you're a good guy. But he's out there in a the parking lot explaining to me how this guy backed into the sprinkler thing and he was delivering the wallpaper. And, and, and in the meantime, my good, close, personal friend, whose name I don't know yet, and I've got to find out very soon, that's your new uh, assignment, by the way, in your spare time since you have so much these days. I used to find out the name of our good, close friend who works for South Florida Courier Services. So at any rate, he's going out to his vehicle. Now, I thought this guy worked for the phone company or something like that. I didn't know, but, of course, I took a great interest. So I'm kind of like looking because he's going off to his vehicle, which is behind me now, and Igor is going, pop, 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 and the guy did this, and he backed into the sprinkler, and we had the fire alarm. And in the meantime, I'm thinking, Igor, this is very interesting, but I'm trying to, uh, you know, keep focused on uh, this guy, on this Julio. So at any rate, I did uh, check on the side of the truck, and it said South Florida Courier Services, and I even wrote it down. You see that? No, seriously, the important things in life, I don't I mess around love. He And listen, if he's a courier, I'd be delighted to help him with his package anytime he needs assistance. That's right. Mm. But anyway, I just thought I would mention that in passing. Not that we want to scare him away, but I don't think he speaks too much English anyway. So why don't you give an update about the uh, center? One thing we got, good news, only good news today. No bad news, only good news today, including I lost five pounds in one day. Oh! I realize, I oh, you can't lose five pounds of fat in one day. No, I didn't say it was fat, but even if it's water weight, you know something? On the scale, it's still five pounds that you're not lugging around in your big, fat, dying body. But anyway, speaking of center one. So GPG spent the past uh, two days working on the GPG, they don't know who that is. These are the people that are good, close, personal friend, Dara, who doesn't work here anymore. And by the way, didn't leave here on such good terms, says Luann. And by the way, speaking of Luann. What? Does anybody? No. No, in fact, anybody who leaves here, we say, all right, te salud, okay, nice going. We congratulate you, including Scott Schwartz, who's working at some Mickey Mouse station that's going on here. But anyway. Literally. Yes. But you, anyway. were, you were saying, speaking of Luann. No, I, I, we'll get to that. Okay, Just so anyway. Just to get to uh, this article in the Sun Sentinel this morning by Josie Lambie, since this isn't an internal memo that we're not supposed to read on the air, and since it gets in the newspaper. Isn't that interesting? It gets in the newspaper, but we get an internal memo about somebody we're not supposed to read it on the air, even though when the Humper, Humper got suspended, <laughs> that was on the air and it was in the newspaper, you know what I'm talking that about? Was, right, and then when the Joe Rose got suspended, uh, that was uh, on the air, and it was also made in the newspaper. How do you like that? So we'll save the Luann stuff later. I dumped the bitch right now. Okay, well, we'll save it. Anyway. So anyway, GPG, which stands for Global Productions Group, which is kind of like a promotions company for companies that don't have a promotions company like this one, uh, spent the last two days remastering the disc with all the original CDs. that right. I took up there to them, and it sounds spectacular. It's in the mail this which, morning. Which we just listened to it this morning. It sounds great. It's crystal clear. It's beautiful. There's no compression. There's no distortion. There's no <laughs> like that, which, by the way, I noticed our signal. Have you noticed lately the last couple of days? Yeah. That's right. Oh, there's something wrong with our yes. the, the bottom end of the radio dial, not just on 441, but all over the place. we got pop, uh, popping and puking and crackling. It's and unbelievable. stand on my roof that day that I was sick. To, uh, to pick up the state. Yeah, this, uh, it's a miracle. By the way, God bless all you listeners out there, all 50 of you who are left, because uh, we, you know you can't hear the goddamn station anymore. But anyway. So they called every uh, CD pressing plant in the country and found one that will do it in six days since the people that screwed up the CD in the first place are not accepting responsibility for it, and they're going to mm-hmm. have to uh, mud wrestle over yeah, the money. Yeah, if I was them, I'd be a little green in the yet. puss after uh, what they put out. But they found a place, right. uh, their fastest time, turnaround time is six business days, and it's in the mail today, and hopefully we should have it in time for the people off appearance, but no promise. Oh, yeah. Well, um, six days, we got like uh, nine days leeway until October 19th. Tuesday, October 19th, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Pizza Loft. And let me say it again. If you bought now, the the cassettes are okay. They're fine. There's no problem with those. You won't have to exchange them. They're still on sale. I'm sure at Specs. 
And also more good news, the specs over in Fort Myers will be having a shipment of all of our stuff, the best of meals, non-99, in Fort Myers, which I'll get that thing out and give you the address a little bit later on as soon as I get around to it. Too much stuff today, man. We're busy, 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 loaded with just tons of crap. And by the way, don't eat too much of that uh, stuff you're eating because... It'll make you sh- Yeah, but it's... Uh, no, it won't. No, that won't. But those, uh, well, anyway, I'm, th- I'm telling you, Alan of Delight, of, uh, West Boca, Delight to West Boca, you're my godsend. You're my hero, baby. Because enough of this fat. And of course the audience said, oh yeah, we've heard this 7,000 times, you fat slob, over the last uh, 20 years. You're a fat piece of crap. Yeah, you're right. Always start with good intentions, though. That's the best you can do. And you never give up. You never throw in the towel. But as long as you got stuff to nosh on, even the goyim needs stuff to nosh on in between meals to keep you going. Just something that has almost no carbs, but it's got some taste. Something as opposed to a king-size snicker bar. Something as opposed to a fish stick from Ben and Jerry's. Something as opposed to something that's delicious but has 8 million grams of carbohydrates in it. Something else that'll satisfy your taste will tide you over through whatever the next crisis is here in this place and keep you losing a goddamn weight. Five pounds in one day. I'm going to tell you something. I think, plus the fact, of course, that Bluff is out of here now and he stopped crying in the hallway. So, but I mean, my brain is like starting to settle back into the cranium and the uh, pressure. No, we, we've been through a couple of weeks here that you wouldn't believe. And speaking of that, Josie Lambeet has got this column, which I'll read in a moment. And I, and also, I'm starting to find out more information. This is only the tip of the iceberg, as far as the Sam the Scam situation is concerned here at WQAM. I mean, if you heard the whole story, it'll make you sh- that too. That's right. In fact, there might be a lot of that going on today before we're through. So how's Scruan doing? By the- and don't forget, we don't want to mess around with her reputation. She doesn't lie. Just keep that in mind. She told me that last Friday for a half hour here. I don't do it. I don't lie. I don't- okay. I put the lotion in the basket. In the tradition of the disaster musical comes Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jews in the Attic, the Anne Frank Diaries. You'll leave the theater humming those catchy tunes like No More Beans. I'm writing all this down. Don't flush till the Nazis go home. I'd turn in my parents for a stick of deodorant. It's Jews in the Attic, the Anne Frank Diaries. CD available now. Boy. 1014 at 560 WQM. Okay, don't forget the uh, auction. For all the good stuff that we're uh, giving out today, $3,000 is the high bid all day today. Bid on the Winn-Dixie QM auction package, which includes all of the following. A trip for two to the beautiful Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, including airfare, transfers, hotel, meals, pair of tickets to every remaining regular uh, season home dolphin game, whether Jimmy likes it or not. $500 uh, gift certificate to Manhattan Jewelry Exchange at the Oasis in the Sawgrass Mills Mall. An autographed Don Shula football. How do you like that, huh? All right. A $100 Winn-Dixie gift certificate. Certificate for dinner at Runway 84 Restaurant. In Fort Lauderdale, uh, gift certificate for one hour of unlimited use at Corner Kick Indoor Soccer Facility. When you try to control yourself, that's a great place, Runway 84. They give you enough meal for 10 people. Don't get your nose out of joint, George. Also, a Luis Miguel six-foot wall poster and limited edition vinyl double album by Creed. All of these things, total package values over four grand. And you can call the bid on all of this, 305-650-0169. And also you can call in to make donations to this charity. It's one of Joe Rose's favorites. It's Women of Tomorrow, a mentoring program for high school girls in Dayton Broward. It's a really good cause. And all of the money, by the way, will go to them. It will go to them. There will be none that will go to uh, Pedro Guerrero, any of those things like, uh, you know, we had that golf tournament problem. I guarantee it would all go to them. So the current bid is $3,000. And if you want to improve on that bid, you can call uh, 650 0169. That's a 305 number. 
650-0169. We'll be doing this all throughout the day. By the way, can the Herald get anything right? No. I don't want to start a big song to dance. It's only nitpicking, I realize. But nevertheless, I, I, I guarantee you, you can look in the Herald every day and find embarrassing mistakes. Big ones, little ones. I mean, this is a very minor one, but I take it personal. Because last night, both my teams won. How about those Panthers, huh? Oh! Not much of a crowd last night. Pretty disappointing. Pretty bitterly disappointing. And a lot of assholes that left early. See, like I've told you before, you can leave whenever you want, but in a one-goal game, if you if you made the effort to come out, why the hell, why stay through like all the uh, first 55, 56 minutes of action and leave, then leave with four or five minutes uh, left in a game? What kind of a bozo does that? Because then, with less than two minutes to go, the Panthers score three times in about a minute and 17 seconds and win a game. Oh! Nice pass there, Pavel, baby. Beautiful pass, Ray, and there, Victor sticks it in there. Nice going, baby. It wasn't their best performance, and it was like they were a half a step off all night long, and Pavel missed a couple of open nets there, and the Melanie missed on a beautiful pass by Burray, and they just couldn't do the right things. And it looked like it was going to be a grim turnout, and when you pull one out like that, you got to say, All right. And then if I can get you, I mean, and then, of course, uh, on the scoreboard, I'm watching, I'm biting my fingernails and up to my elbow, and I see the final score, Toronto 2 and uh, Colorado 1. Ryan Burrard in his own line. Well, Berard gets it back, hands it right to Kusarov, and now Hoagland regroups. Two carpet sticks, stolen there by Drury. Short-handed, a shot! Joseph went down and made a big short-handed save on Kurt. And here come the Maple Leafs. Hoagland left it for Thomas. In front of the score! Oh, rack, oh, 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 rack. All right, nice, baby. So anyway, the Leafs win again. They're 3-0. And I look at my standings, my hockey standings in your Miami Herald, which don't make mistakes this morning. There's the Florida Panthers on top of the Southeast Division, undefeated in two games with four points. Nice going, baby. And the Northeast Division, I'm taking a look at this. And here's Ottawa in first place with four points. Toronto's in second place with six points. Isn't last time I checked six more than four? Uh-huh. Would somebody call up the Herald and tell them, last time we checked six is more than four? Not that it's a big deal. It's just another goddamn mistake in a newspaper that can't get any information correct for you. Ottawa's got four points. They're in first place. The Leafs got six points. We're in second place, my fat ass, okay? So anyway, getting to the important stuff. Josie Landbeat in the South Florida Insider. And by the way, speaking of the hockey tickets, I'm not going to be, we're not going to have other. See, here's the deal. I realize, See, I thought the Yankees were playing again last night. I thought, oh, these must be Yankee fans who didn't show up here tonight. They're watching the playoff games on television. That's why we got these thousands. See, it says 13,751 in the paper for the attendance last night. There is no way. That's tickets sold. We had maybe 11,000, 12,000 people there last night, maybe. It was pretty grim. Embarrassing. And I'm thinking, well, the Yankee people must have stayed home. And I found out the only baseball playoff, because the Braves game was already over, was the uh, Cleveland and uh, Boston game last night. Who the hell gives a crap about that, which I got home in time to see the end of that anyway. So that was no excuse, because the night before in Madison Square Garden, the Ranger home opener, which they lost, by the way, oh! out of a 2-1, uh, I saw big chunks of empty seats at MSG, which there are never any unsold seats at Madison Square Garden for the Ranger games for years and years and years. But the reason there were big chunks of empty seats is the Yankees were playing home, and a lot of those people went to the Yankee game. So I'm thinking last night, well, these New Yorkers, you know, maybe they stayed home to watch, uh, but there was none. They didn't play last night. So what was the excuse? See, with me, my philosophy is if you're not going to be there and you got tickets, give them to somebody. Make sure their ass is in your seat, which is what I'm going to do today with my seats for Saturday and the Red Wing game. 
my two great seats there in 101 and the parking pass, the uh, preferred parking pass, I'll give them away to somebody here today to make sure their asses in our seats because we can't be there. So I'll have a lot more to say about that eventually. But getting to uh, host Josie Lambeat in the South Florida Insider on the bottom of whatever section this is in the uh, Sun Sentinel this morning, more OJ fallout, it says. As if we need it anymore, okay? And like I said, it's only the tip Oy. of the iceberg. O.J. Simpson has claimed another victim, says Josie. San Duque, promotions director at WQAM Sports Radio, has been suspended indefinitely for his role in bringing the fallen idol to the station's celebrity golf tournament. The Juice's appearance at the Cheech at the Shishi, boy, he sure uses a lot of uh, faggy words, don't he? At the Shishi Lagomar Country Club in Plantation, blindsided many at the station, including part owner Greg Reed, who dealt with public backlash. On top of it, Duque originally said the event had raised 25 G's for Center One, but only $2,000 made its way to the AIDS charity. Now here comes, here comes a bombshell. Oh, man. Here's the next line in this story, which even I, I don't even know how to read this without the egg on our puss. Some of the rest, said Reed, went to OJ-related expenses. Oi! We're trying to sort out the mess, said Reed. End of that part of the uh, column. End of that story. Can you believe that line? Some of the rest went to OJ-related expenses. The hoe. A man who was told specifically, we don't want you here. He was uninvited to appear. Whose name was not on the celebrity guest list. Who didn't draw anybody to be there or raise any money for us because nobody knew he was going to be there anyway except maybe Roy and a couple of other people in this building who certainly don't lie much. Unless they're alone or with somebody. How do you like that for embarrassment? Some of the rest went to OJ-related experiences. Expensive, or whatever, what experiences. See, we're thinking that maybe maybe about 20 grand went to Pedro Guerrero, you know? Yeah. Maybe we can sniff it out, find out what. Well, you know, somebody's got to supply the good stuff. I mean, here we tried to tell OJ to take a powder, and I guess maybe he took it the wrong way. So who knows what the real figure was? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. All I do know is that it's even more embarrassing than it was before. Unbelievably embarrassing. So here's Michael Mayo this morning. J.J. is very good at the blame game. And let me say it again. Thank God for me. I was I was getting ready to rip the humper, by the way, <laughs> on the air this morning, because I heard about 25 that minutes funny. of uh, his show yesterday when he was sucking up to Jimmy. What a suck-up job that was. But I find out from Beefo this, and thank God, because Hank and I get along great. I love Hank. I mean, he's just a wonderful. He's been great to me these two years I've been here. Everything is fine with Hank. But I heard 25 minutes in which he was trying to minimize this whole uh, J.J. Marino thing. And the callers, of course, the suck-up callers, oh, you're so right, Hammer, you're so right, and it's much ado about nothing, he didn't say nothing. And, of course, it's like the big sports story all around the world. Everybody's having a nervous breakdown about it. In fact, Armando Salguero in the very inaccurate Herald this morning says, Marino and Colts Mora disagree with J.J.'s views and goes on to point out that anybody with a brain realizes you don't be ripping a superstar after you lose the game because you're a hard ass. Nobody with a brain would do that. But then come to find out from Beefo later on in the day, Hank kind of like uh, shifted gears. Said, you know something? Neil's right. That a boy, Hank. Hey, stupid. Better late than never. Well, see, 
This is the problem. And I told the guys in the hallway this morning, just like the thing they had last year with Brian Murray and that hockey coaches show, when you're going to do a coaches show, you got real problems. Because if you're a talk host who's supposed to be giving out your honest opinions and you do a show and interview with a coach every week, you got to kiss the coach's ass a little bit, or maybe a lot, depending on if he's a hard ass like uh, like Jimmy or a paranoid, insecure goofball like BM, paranoid, insecure uh, douchebag. But the fact is that evidently, and I didn't hear it, maybe we'll get some spy reports, evidently Hank redeemed himself and did a complete 180 in the middle of the show and said, you know something, Neil was right. And of course I was right. It's not a debatable point. Even if you think Marino's 100 years old and he stinks the place. Now, that's not the issue. The fact is you don't like finger out your superstar and to berate him publicly and make all of these goddamn comments. But uh, my good, close, personal friend, Michael Mayo, like I said, he has, he's been uh, moved up to probation level now. He's been out of, out of death row, and we've moved him actually on a probation. And one or two more good columns and we, that make sense, even if they're stolen from this show. In fact, preferably if they're stolen from this show. And we might actually take him off probation and put him back into our good graces again. <coughs> Michael Hold the Mayo, which, by the way, you know, in Amsterdam, what they put on their... No, I wasn't going to say on their fries. I was going to say on their... <coughs> but that's too private. J.J. is very good at the blame game, says Michael Mayo. If you missed this column, I'm going to read it to you. It may be a little bit on the boring side. It's not that long, but it's right on target. And says it exactly the way I said it here yesterday. And you want to know why? Because he stole the whole column from the show. Even Beepo agreed with that. Just rip this column off directly. So thank God for me. See, Michael Mayo, you should call us today and apologize to Dave Halberstam and thank me for uh, giving you the credit today. At the same time, kill two turds with one stone. You turd. That's right, Michael Holdemayo. But thank God we got a few sports writers in this town who, unlike some of the people on this station, have got the cojones to rip Jimmy and ask when he deserves it because he's a hard-headed, hard-ass, thin-skinned prick is what he is who don't want to take responsibility for his own goofing up, for his own screwing up. But it's real good, like uh, Michael Holdemayo says, at pointing the finger. Yeah, we got a finger for you, okay, Jimmy? How dare you? How can you? Yeah, right. Disrespectful, right, to tell the truth in this town? Iraq's a crappy little country. Smells like the mustache on his face. Just get rid of that. You're in drinking chubby and blow up the whole goddamn place. Saddam Hussein's a motherfucker. Saddam Hussein's a motherfucker. Saddam Hussein's a motherfucker. But anyway, 1031 at 560 WQM. Anyway, moving right along. Well, this stuff, uh, we're, we're ecstatic. If he, I feel like I'm born again, thanks to my good friend Alan at Delights of West Boca. Oh. Even George in there might uh, lose an ounce or two. Thanks to this good stuff. And thanks to Peter Leonard bringing us a uh, box in here good goodies today, which he knew he better or else I'd tell the real stories. J.J. is very good at the blame game, writes Michael Hold the Mail. Jimmy Johnson hit Dan Marino hard after the Dolphins' first loss, and Marino responded Wednesday by turning the other cheek, as in... Rectum. That's what Marino always does. 
if there's one thing he hates more than losing, it's controversy. So he stood there at his locker and took it in his monotone, humorless way, said he had a bad night, needs to get better, said he <coughs> made some bad decisions but still makes a lot of good ones, said he may have held onto the ball too long on the crushing blindside fumble that turned into a Bills touchdown, but also said maybe he didn't, which we all know he didn't. Maybe Johnson could learn a few things from his quarterback, like how to stand up and be self-critical in public and how not to overreact after a loss. Johnson hardly ever looks in a mirror and says the fault lies not in our stars but in ourselves. Sometimes it seems he'd rather chop off his finger than point it at himself. He's an especially sore loser, never the picture of grace under fire. His first reaction after getting waxed by Denver in the playoffs was to quit. In Dallas, he'd take losses out on everyone from fumblers to flight attendants. Johnson said his Tuesday comments weren't meant to be finger-pointing, just a matter of assessing where we are. We've got to play better. But for him to assess Marino so harshly and let the running game off so lightly comes off looking wrong. Johnson backtracked Wednesday saying everybody's accountable, I'm accountable, our offensive coaches are accountable, everybody in this organization be accountable. But for him to lay Marino out on a platter 24 hours earlier while saying his anemic runners were right on track was absurdly self-serving. If Johnson's going to assess where the team is, he must give a full accounting. He shouldn't graphically detail every Marino breakdown, then gloss over the shortcomings of rookie Cecil Collins and J.J. Johnson. He can't excuse a 59-yard rushing output by saying Buffalo's defense is really good, but not give Marino the benefit of the same alibi. And didn't rookie Edger and James rush for 112 yards against Buffalo just a few weeks ago? He can't have it both ways. Johnson's comments seem more like classic distract and obfuscate strategy. He knows any critical comments regarding Marino are sure to create a firestorm, and that leads to smoke getting in everyone's eyes. A day later, the real issue is a little clearer. Ever since he's gotten here, Johnson has pounded home the importance of developing a running game. One that's consistent, can win games, and be trusted late in games. One that can take the pressure off an aging quarterback. Four years in, this is still more wishful talk than production. At first, Johnson could blame it on Don Shula's personnel and Shula's salary cap mess, then Shula's playbook, Shula's offensive coordinator, but now there's no more Shula left to blame except for Shula's quarterback. Johnson has had full control of this team, but this time he found a little harder to get the offensive weapons needed. In Dallas, he had a number one overall draft pick in Troy Aikman, a higher pick in Emmett Smith, and lots more flesh provided by the Herschel Walker swindle. Here it's been a different story. Johnson has done wonders building a defense, especially through the draft, but offensively the record is decidedly mixed. Uteel Green, the first pick in 1997, has turned out to be an injury bust. Johnson whiffed even worse in 1998, trading down when he could have taken Randy Moss. He turned that trade into four picks, but today he's got absolutely nothing to show for it. John Avery has gone and forgotten. So are Brad Jackson, Scott Shaw, and John Dutton. So is Marcus Nash, the receiver who came from Denver for Avery two weeks ago, released when he wouldn't take a salary cut. This draft of the year was the running back, let me say it again. This draft was the year of the running back with Johnson Collins and Rob Conrad coming aboard. So who was out there starting Monday? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Who was out there getting stuffed on a critical two-point conversion? Stanley Pritchett. Johnson named Collins the starter on Wednesday, the clarification he talked about earlier this week. But Collins is unproven, has limited troubled resume punctuated by one good exhibition game. People have been eager to proclaim him a savior, but there's little er that's a little early for that. In three games, hobbled by an ankle sprain, he's averaged three-point oh. yards per carry. He must still learn to be trusted with the ball. In the meantime, it's a lot easier for Johnson to point out Marino's deficiencies and for everyone to focus on that than to notice that for all the talk, it's still the same old offense, the same old... Oh! Or as Buffalo coach Wade Phillips said at halftime of Monday's game, summing up, summing up the outside world's view, Miami is Marino. We don't think they can run on us. Or as Johnson himself said in his most telling statement the past two days, nothing has changed. 
Of course, three games in, it's a little early for sweeping judgments, way too early for panic. Instead of dividing into pro-Jimmy and pro-Marino camps as if they're mutually exclusive, instead of taking sides and drawing lines, maybe it's time to chill out, let the season and young runners develop, and see if things might change. What a column by Michael Mayo! Oh! Instead of pointing the finger of blame and making a jackass out of yourself, you thin-skinned uh, prick uh, Jimmy. I love it. Nice going, Mike Mayo. You're on probation now. Next case. Huh? Yeah, I feel like Judge Judy here today. Slightly more macho, not too much. Oh, we got, oh, and here's a great, before I get into the thing with the fat and the thing about Jesse Ventura. Got eight billion things going on here today. We'll never get, will we get to them all? No. No, plus these tickets to give away for Saturday. Don't forget, in Section 101, my great own personal seats for the Red Wing Panther game. I'm going to tell you something, and I really mean this. Here is the greatest athlete ever played in this town, including Dan Marino, the most exciting player, Pavel Bure. And we got thousands of empty seats there last night. You'll tell me why. No, the Kings aren't the most exciting team. I mean, they're better than they were last year, although they didn't play that great last night. But you wouldn't know that ahead of time. There is something wrong here, man. There's something really, really rotten in this town. Just like I said yesterday, and I stand by it. This town doesn't deserve Pavel Bure or Dan Marino, the way they turn on these guys like a rat. And guess what? Beret didn't have a good game last night. He was like about a half step off all night long. He just, uh, you know, zigged when he should have zagged. He couldn't knock in those uh, couple of good passes there early in the game. But when push came to shove, when the game was on the line, he went out there, made the great pass to Whitney, who made an even better pass to uh, uh, Kozlov and stuck it in the net to tie the game. And then, of course, uh, just seconds later, there's Hedekin from the blue line. It's in the net. It's 3-2. to two. And then there's Burry himself at the end of the game sticking it in the empty net for the clincher, and it's 4-2. to two. Nice going, Pavel. Hey! Even on an off night, he's, he's scintillating. And thousands and thousands of empty seats in his sports town. <laughs> I got news for you. Sturgis, Michigan, where I once worked 100 years ago. Sturgis, Michigan is more of a sports town than this town. And my good friend, the Humper, comes on yesterday and says he's all excited. I mean, I realize he's saying he's glad Houston got the new team in the NFL instead of Los Angeles, but they're expanding to 32 teams. Wait till they expand to 600 teams. I can't wait until Allentown, Pennsylvania has got an NFL team. Oh! And Geneva, New York, oh! and Ypsilanti, Michigan, oh! and Sturgis, Michigan. Oh! Yeah. Like that goddamn World League of American football crap that the NFL is trying to pull off. Barcelona and Amsterdam and all those other uh, teams, those phony uh, baloney. I'm going to tell you something, having been over there many, many times, and they do put that crap on TV, and they put some of it on here too, by the way. They don't have enough people in those stadiums to fill a goddamn phone booth for the World League of American Football because that's not their football. Their football is F-U-T-B-O-L, and it happens to be soccer, which I hate like poison, but nevertheless, that's their thing. Are they ever going to buy into this uh, NFL stuff? No. No. Anybody with a brain, Humper, knows that the problem, the biggest problem, and, of course, it goes along with the greed and all these salaries and all the goddamn ticket prices, but the biggest problem is expansion, watering down the product. Like I've said before, you go into a restaurant, have a fine wine, expensive wine, but it's delicious. And then they keep jacking up the price and watering it down. You're going to want to go back? No. I don't think so. Great letter to the editor today, by the way. Jerome Shirk and Aventura and the Herald writes, a disgrace. Not everyone may have understood Jim Moore in September 29th cartoon on the Second Amendment in a well-regulated militia. The possession of a weapon by almost anyone isn't what makes a well-regulated militia. In the late 18th and early 19th centuries, the purpose of a militia was the defense against Indian attacks. This was justified at the time, but today we realize that it bordered on if it wasn't actually genocide. 
The National Guard is the descendant of the militia and is supposed to be used in time of emergency, whether natural disaster or civil strife. The anarchy of gun ownership by unqualified individuals is a disgrace. Oh! By Jerome Shirk and Aventura. Nice going, Jerome. Great letter to the editor. All these NRA nuts that like to twist and turn and manipulate the goddamn Second Amendment to mean something that it never did and never does and still doesn't so that they can have their rod. 20 before 11 at 560. WQAM. Those people are ice holes. Georgia's down in the know where the George did blow cocaine. Uh-huh. Yes, there's no evidence, so why should he confess cocaine? He just smiles all the while and denies oh! cocaine. Gave it up for now to run for residence, okay? Now he's wanting your vote, but don't ask him about coke, cocaine. He'll just lie and he'll smile and deny cocaine. He'll tell you drugs are bad, except for what he had, cocaine. And we're all pretty sure this one is worth big blur, cocaine. What a sham, it's a scam, did a gram, boy, cocaine. Ten forty six at five sixty WQM. So what am I going to do about these uh, Panther tickets for Saturday, the Panther Red Wing game? Well, I'll put a couple asses in those two seats of mine. Don't want any empty seats. Still can't get over it. I wish if you were there last night, you know what I'm talking about. And by the way, some of you people take it personally. If you take it personally, then there must be a reason for it. I go and take a leak, and I'm walking back toward my seat, and some guy out there in the hallway says, well, I love hockey, Neil, as if to say, you know, he's taking it personal because I'm saying there's no real hockey fans in this town. Hey, listen, I'm very grateful for everybody that shows up, or at least almost everybody that shows up there, but that doesn't mean you know the game. I mean, that's great. That, oh, and by the way, talk about, I, I said everything was going to be really upbeat and positive today. Sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> One negative, well, two negatives. Nothing's perfect. We don't want to get too carried away. First of all, the food you know, Wayne, I, I want to say this, echo what Hank is always saying about the food at uh, the establishments in this town, the sporting establishments, except for Calder. It blows. Now, the food at the Macarena was never all that good last year, but at least there was a little bit of variety. This year, what they've done to make the fans even happier than ever before is cut down on a variety and jack the prices up. I don't eat there. All I do is drink a diet soda because I don't want to subsidize Wayne giving my money. Listen to this. John goes and gets a hot dog. Onion rings and two diet sodas, fifteen fifty. Hot dog, onion rings, two diet sodas, fifteen fifty. And as far as the quality of the food, <laughs> later on he goes and gets one of those little ice cream cups or whatever that crap is they sell there, half the size of what it was before, same price, three seventy five for about a turd full of ice cream. And also they've cut the flavors back. It's like chocolate and vanilla. That's it. I mean, Wayne, what is wrong with you? I mean, maybe now you're beginning to understand why there aren't so many people showing up. 
we got the most exciting player in the world, but the fact is you want to gouge and gouge and gouge and gouge and do everything in your power to piss off the public. Doing a good job, too, by the way. You got John Henry wandering around in that crap you sold him, wandering around in the stands looking for fans with a goddamn arrow on a roadmap to try to show somebody where to go sit, have their own section. And what was the other? I said there was one, and there's got to be one other one. What was the other negative? Oh, yeah, so after, here we are, this exciting last couple of minutes, only in Miami, by the way, to show you what a bunch of dummies we got. And I'm not saying everybody. There are probably a couple thousand, maybe more than that, four or five, uh, a whole bunch of people bailed out, you know, three, four minutes to go. Got to beat the rush, you know. It's only like 10 o'clock at night. What's the big deal? Got to get out of there. And we make the big comeback. We tie it up on a great uh, passing play. Burray to Whitney to Kozlov. It's in the net. Oh! Tie it up to a piece. Seconds later, here's Hedekin from the blue line. It's in the net. Oh! Four ahead, three to two. After the tying goal, and last night was magnet schedule giveaway. You know, they give out these tchotchkes a lot of nights when you come in. They give you a banner, a cap, something like that. And last night was the Panthers schedule for this season on these little magnets, the, the refrigerator magnets, you know. So after we score the tying goal, all of a sudden we look around and they're heaving these things out on the ice. And they're they're like big, they're like this. And they're throwing that there must have been forty or fifty of them heaved out by assholes out on the ice. And all the rest of us were booing and screaming at these people, What's wrong, you idiot? See let me just tell you this right now. Even though some imbeciles thought they were having a great time with it, that whole rat thing back four years ago when they had the big Stanley Cup playoff run, that was inexcusable because it conditioned assholes to throw crap on the ice. You don't throw stuff on the ice. You could throw a penny out on the ice, and somebody could catch his skating and break an ankle. You have to be a moron to throw stuff on ice. So the PA guy's got to make the announcement. Uh, please stop, you know, ladies and gentlemen, refrain from throwing objects on the ice. Otherwise, the Panthers will be penalized for delay of game. Then Hedekin scores the go-ahead goal. It's 3-2. to two, and We're all excited. Here come a couple of more out on the ice. Thank God we didn't get penalized for it, but nevertheless. You people that were throwing that crap on the ice last night, I wish that they could identify who you were. I'd put your names on the air. We would ban you from any, not just sporting event, any public event for the rest of your lives. You're assholes. You're morons. You're idiots. You embarrass this town. All the rest of us who go there to have a good time or go there to schmooze, whatever we go there to do, we're embarrassed and humiliated and degraded by your juvenile, idiotic behavior. Always talking about those New Yorkers, you know, they're throwing like batteries at the players out there in the outfield and doing all these grotesque things, New York and Philly, places like that. We shouldn't be pointing the finger at anybody else. We got more. And, and I'm talking to some people between periods last night, by the way, who were at the Dolphin game Monday night, who uh, several of them telling me they wouldn't go again if you paid them to go there. Between the drunks and the fights and the obnoxious, idiotic people behaving like lunatics. See, that's what a good tailgate party will do for you, baby. God. Oh, you're peeing on our parade, baby. You're screwing our fun up. Well, hey, listen, nothing, nothing wrong with having fun. But you don't have to be obnoxious to have fun. You don't have to be uh, disgusting and make everybody else feel like, uh, gee, I don't ever want to come here again. Unbelievable, the behavior of some of these assholes there last night. But it, it's not going to change. And see, another part of the problem here, and this goes back to our good friend John Henry, who thinks we're going to take somebody's tax money and build him a stadium for a game that's played in the summertime. One of the reasons that they're off to the and, – and by the way, I know this is going to really embarrass the hell out of you when you hear this before I make my point. 
Tampa, the worst team in the league by far, the Tampa Bay Lightweights, who have like a little league team, sold out their home opener. Tampa. Well, I'm just telling you. Those nose pickers, those yahoos, those crackers and loots, all those silly people we're always making fun of over there on the West Coast in Tampa, they sold out their home opener. And we fell like uh, 2,500 short for our home opener on Saturday. And last night, like I said, you could have put more people in a phone booth than we had in that Mac Arena that they spent $200 million to build and spent 10 million years so we could have the most exciting player in the world, Pavel Burry, out there. In the meantime, people sit on their ass and don't show up. I'm embarrassed for you. I really am. I'm embarrassed for myself. Uh, and, by the way, nice job, Neil. Sure got a lot of extra people out there. Did I last night? No. No, didn't work. Didn't work. I guess if I would have given them tickets away, and even then they probably wouldn't have showed up because if it's for free, you know, well, didn't pay for it. I don't really give a crap. I'll stay home and watch the uh, baseball game or something or play tiddlywinks or mahjong. Carrying extra weight, it can shorten life, study confirms. Right on the front page of both of your newspapers today. See, unlike the people, I don't want to pick on my good friend Shirley Peters, a.k.a. Gypsy Rose Lee or whatever she's calling herself these days, because she's on that psychic thing with Phil Griffin making a lot of money. And she's a woman. So, you know, according to the study, maybe it's not so bad for her. Like my mother, who's 150 years old. She's fat. She's been fat as long as I can remember. And she's probably going to live to be 200. She'll probably outlive me. God damn it. But nevertheless... Wait till you hear this. A huge new study confirms that being overweight can shorten a person's life. As if, as if this is a shock, but nevertheless, with one surprising exception, black women, as in Aunt Your Mama. The American Cancer Society study published in today's New England Journal of Medicine followed more than a million men and women for 14 years. Among those who started out healthy and never smoked, the risk of death from all causes climbed with weight. However, when race was considered, differences emerged. The fattest white men and women had at least double the death risk of those of normal weight. White men and women. Fat. Black men showed only a small increase in death risk. Damn it. Roy! And black women, even those weighing well more than 200 pounds, like that fat bitch Oprah, showed no statistically meaningful increase in the rate of risk of death. How do you like that? I guess them collard greens is what does it. Or that fried chicken. Maybe we all start eating the Kentucky Fried. Huh? Or, I'm sorry, Popeyes. Black folks don't eat. Kentucky Fried is soul food for white folks. Like Motown was, you know, soul music for white folks. That's Kentucky Fried. Black people eat that. They be eating the church's chicken and Bojangles. Right? And church's chicken. And a little bit of that jerk chicken, too, ain't too bad. And some of that jerk pork. That's what I told that driver yesterday. He started moving real quick. The study already is causing a... He didn't even understand it. He was moving quick. The study already is causing a stir in the world of obesity research, both because the finding about black women cannot be explained and because it could be misinterpreted to suggest that they have little to fear from fat. In fact, the finding is hard to interpret. Black women at higher rates of death from all causes, including obesity-related diseases, than white women in almost every weight category, even skinny and normal weights. For unknown reasons, being overweight did not add to the already higher risk of death for black women. Now it's starting to sound a little convoluted, isn't it? So, in other words, if they had high blood pressure and uh, diabetes and stuff like that from being fat, then they were dying like crazy. So, uh, this is, uh, but nevertheless, nevertheless, wait till you hear this. This is going to make you really gag on it. Whatever you got in your mouth right now, you're going to gag on it. Speaking of that truck driver. Corpulence is epidemic in the United States, despite the well-known dangers in a culture that worships thinness. 
about 55% of American adults fit the World Health Organization definition of overweight, fat, fat, a body mass index ratio of weight to height of 25 to 29.9. Obesity is defined as an index of 30 or more. How do you like that? Excess weight is a particularly serious problem for black women, about 37% of an index of 30 or more compared to 23% of white women, about 10%, et cetera, and so on. It goes on with this racial crap, which we don't care about. What we care about is fat. 55% of American adults, all American adults, black and white and green and yellow and purple and spick and Jews and goyim, 55% fat, eating way, way too much. And let me say it again, medical profession has totally, thoroughly let us down. You're killing us. You axe murderers, you. Oh, oh. New on Canine Records, it's that Mexican Chihuahua from the Taco Bell commercials, singing like you've never heard him before. Which, of course, you haven't heard him sing like this before, because this is the first time he's ever sung. Today's hot hit. Nicky, my boss, and taking a nap. Oh, since we left him. The Taco Bell dog sings today's hot hits. Gives you all the big hits you love. Sung by a little dog you can uh, put up with most of the time. I like to bark. So here I go again. I'm going to bark until the neighbors call. I like to bark. So here I go again. I'm going to drive you up the wall. Arr, 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 arr. That little Taco Bell dog has many moves. And you'll hear him express them all right here. Walking time starts about the time that my bladder can't hold anymore. Ooh, wee, I gotta pee. Walking time. You better find the leash before I cut those right on your floor. Oh, I can't hold myself the whole day long. That leaf my your carpet smells so strong. Oh, you cannot take a pee. The Taco Bell dog sings today's hot hits. It's guaranteed to be hotter than that last big beef burrito you ordered at the drive-thru. It's 11.02 at 5.60 WQM. We got Hank at 2 o'clock today. We got, uh, oh, Hank at Bino at 5 o'clock, speaking of Bino. And then uh, 6 to 8, we got Huracoon Hotline. Yankees and uh, Texas Rangers, 8 o'clock tonight. And here, like a fool, I thought that game was last night, game two. But they got this crazy schedule on it. By the way, if you didn't stay up till 2.30 in the morning, the Mets lost to Arizona last night, 7-1. Oh! Here, there's another New York team lost a game, thank God. Nice going again. Bud Light, really brilliant. 11 o'clock, and that game, by the way, didn't start till 11.15 because we were home watching hockey, saw the end of the Red Sox-Indians uh, game, and then uh, watching a lot of hockey, and then flipped over, and they still hadn't started the goddamn game out there in Arizona. 10 after 11, they were getting ready to start. Brilliant. Nice move, Bud. So anyway, my good friend Alan over there at Delights of West Boca, which is a new sponsor of ours, so he sends a whole box of this good stuff down, these low-carb bars that have only two grams. Now, if you want to eat those Atkins bars like I told you before, he's got them, the Atkins protein bars, all seven different uh, grotesque flavors. I mean, I just uh, can't recommend them uh, because every time I taste one, I say, gee, I mean, gee. Yeah, that's right. One of the uh, flavors has got ghee in it, which is specifically we are told if you want to keep your homo levels down, uh, don't be eating no ghee, ghee. Please. But they got these other uh, low-carb bars that are great. Low-carb, this one has two, and those other ones, the uh, protein ones, have two and a half grams per bar. And they got some taste, and I'm not going to say they're, wow, delicious, but what a great way instead of sitting down and having a big meal. See, let me just say this about Atkins, about all these diets. 
is that too many of us are looking for ways to keep shoveling enormous amounts of food in our face and expect to get on the scale the next day and the day after that and watch the pounds just melt away. For some people, maybe that's going to happen, especially if you're enormous. The Atkins does work like that in the beginning. But the whole concept of that, of course, is ridiculous because that's the problem in the first place is that in this country we eat way, 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 way too much. And not only way too much, but too much goddamn refined carbohydrates, too much starch, too much sugar, too much crap. That's what makes you fat, not dietary fat. I've been telling you this for 100 years. What makes us fat is carbohydrates, period. So, uh, you know, we got pumpkin seeds. I got uh, these little... Uh, Jalapeno snacks and white cheddar snacks and just something to munch on, not something to notch that's got almost no carbs in it to tide you over until you're going to have your next little little meal, whatever the hell it's going to be. I had one meal at Mommy's house yesterday. I had uh, meatballs and uh, scallops. Delicious. Great. And then I had my diet soda at the ball game last night. Went home last night after the game. Had a little bit of that Tyson beef strips that I put in the microwave with a little melted uh, cheese on it, and that's it. That's what I had the whole day. Five pounds gone on a scale in one day. Mostly water, but nevertheless, makes you feel much better and makes you psychologically feel better, too, like you're making a little progress. So thank you, Alan, at the Lights of West Boca. There's all this bread in there, low-carb bread, crackers, all kinds of good stuff. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Don't forget, our bid is still $3,000. On the uh, Win Dixie QM auction package, including that beautiful uh, the trip to, to for two to beautiful Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, including airfare, transfers, hotel, and meals, pair of tickets to every Dolphin game left in the home season, $500 gift certificate to Manhattan Jewelry Exchange at the Oasis and Sawgrass Mills Mall, autographed Don Chula football, $100 Win Dixie gift certificate, certificate for dinner at Runway 84 Restaurant, gift certificate for one hour of unlimited use at Corner Kick Indoor Soccer Facility, that Luis Miguel six foot wall poster, limited edition uh, vinyl double album by Creed. Total package valued over four grand. The current bid is three grand. All of the proceeds, all the funds raised will go. That's right. They won't go to uh, Pedro Guerrero. They'll all go to the Women of Tomorrow, a mentoring program for high school girls in Dayton Broward. And you can also make donations to that organization, even if you don't want to bid on the package, just by calling the same number to, to make your bids. 305-650-0169. 305-650-0169. Okay, here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I called you from Fort Lauderdale. I'm in Homestead now. Yes, sir. Jesus, what a break. Yeah. It's like listening to a hockey game on the radio. Anyway, I watched the game last night, and uh, it was an excellent win for it. I, my question was, uh, on Fargo Burry, when that late goal, it, they would call holding on that, but since there was an open net, they just kind of say, hell with it, is that the deal? Well, I mean, he, he was able to score anyway. I don't, I don't, don't remember whether the referee put his arm up in the air to call a penalty. I mean, he was obviously being held. I took off work yesterday to go get Panther Pack tickets, and they yeah. told me that they were gone. And, and I was just wondering, did you get a chance to look up there? They, they, sir, I want to tell you, if they told you those tickets were gone, then somebody, was either, somebody was either giving you a bunch of baloney, or we just had a lot of people that bought tickets and chewed them up uh, on some kind of a diet. And for people that want to throw that stuff on the ice, they showed a guy uh, pointing a guy out on TV last night. Showed a guy pointing a guy out with throwing stuff. So good. Excellent. That, that, that was pretty good. Oh, I, I want to see the tape of that. I want to know which asshole it was. Okay, we'll find out who he is and put He's it back. He's in the lower right. bowl. He's in the lower bowl. Listen, uh, my girlfriend turned me on to hockey a couple of years ago. Yeah. A true hockey fan. I, listen, I, she picked me up one time to go out when she was listening to it on the radio, which I found pretty strange for a woman, but... Anyway, she, she lightened me up with it. It's an excellent, excellent sport. Great. Well, I'm glad you like it. Okay, thank you. 
Okay, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Got a whole plate full of good stuff here today. Do we see a tremendous response here? No. No, not really. Pretty mediocre, to be honest with you. Pretty uh, bitterly disappointing, as usual, just like the turnout last night. But I started to say this before I interrupted myself with all this good stuff. See, you got to understand, we're not in the season yet. We're starting to get some of the snowbirds back, but it's only like early October. We're not in the season yet. So, John Henry, if you think that we're going to have, you know, spend hundreds of millions of dollars to build a stadium for a sport that's played in the middle of the summertime when half the population isn't here, then you're really dreaming. You need a goddamn lobotomy is all I can say to you. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Exactly. Because even here, like the first week in October, there's still like zillions of people. They're not going to be here to like Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, uh, whatever the hell it is, uh, Hanukkah. Because this is still a seasonal horse and buggy town. Isn't that embarrassing? Isn't that unbelievable? Uh-huh. Horse and buggy seasonal town. So we got hundreds of thousands of people who, who aren't here because they only come and stay when, when it's absolutely unbearable, whether they're from up north somewhere and don't want to freeze their ass off. Can't understand that. Do you be tired of those annoying stains on your driveway? Like oil and rust and, and even blood. Hi. I'm O.J. Simpson, and all you got to do is give us a call here at the Water Nazi Stain Removal Service. Why, with just one call, I'll send my personal friend, the Water Nazi, to your home to remove stains from the floor of your driveway with a personal squatting method. At O.J.'s Water Nazi Stain Removal Service, no job is too small. We'd kill for your business. Not to mention I'm available for bar mitzvahs, tournaments, and charities. 1114 at 560 WQ. I'm going back to this uh, study again just briefly. The last paragraph is pretty interesting. If Ma is listening this morning, unlike several previous studies that have suggested that putting on weight is less of a problem as people age, the new study found that people being too heavy increased the risk of death for all age groups, even people over 75. Oh, How do you like that? All you old fart, fat farts out there. You know, when you're at the uh, hockey game or any sporting event, they do the thing where they pan through the crowd, you know, and you see on the big scoreboard there, they show all the uh, people in the crowd. And you see these enormous puppics hanging out. I mean, last night I really noticed it. Made me feel, made me feel like uh, Skinny Mini. All these enormous, gigantic turd burgers. And most of those people, by the they're, uh, they're, yeah, they're shoveling the food in their puss. becomes a way of life. It becomes like obsessive. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil, you've talked about uh, tough hockey players uh, uh, before. There's a big ad, uh, article in today's paper about the backup goalie, Shulmanstra for the Panthers. Uh, they, they skated uh, across his neck, broke a muscle, uh, took out his teeth, bit off his tongue. <laughs> he took eight minutes, came back, and finished the game. Now, that's tough. There you go. That's a real man. That's a real man. All these sports people around here should take a lesson. I pulled a muscle in my mouth for six weeks. That's a real man. Enjoy your show. I've been watching the NHL back in the 50s, so I'd love to hear you talk about it. You really okay, know. Have a great day, pal. Yep. Yeah, too bad we don't have any hockey fans down here, you know? Look at I mean, I'm giving away these tickets. These are great seats, almost right at center ice. My own seats, Section 101, Red Wings and the Panthers this Saturday night. The Detroit Red Wings, one of the premier teams in the National Hockey League with Stevie Iserman and Fedorov and all those guys, Darren McCarty, and uh, my God. There's no interest here. It's like like when we gave the tickets away for that last exhibition game, remember, right up against the glass, and one uh, Bozo didn't even bother picking them up. There is no interest in anything here. There is no interest in anything. There is no passion for anything. Make no mistake about it, which is why we had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of empty green seats there last night disguised as people. 
Oh, what a vacuum place. It just, I'm, I'm serious. I, you know, when I get home, what I'm going to do today, I'm going to get out a calculator. You know how Eric on our website, neilrogers.com, he's got the number of shows left before I hang it up in three years. I'm going to actually, I'm going to figure out the number of minutes. And then maybe I'll even extrapolate at times, you know, figure out the number of seconds. It, it's, it's just unbearable. It's unbelievable. The lethargy, you have to kick these people in the ass. You have to spank them. You have to beat them over the head by a two-by-four. I've been doing it every day for 23 years, and it doesn't get any easier, and it doesn't get any prettier because they have no passion for anything, nothing, zippity-doo-dah, maybe a little bit of hate. They can muster that up, especially for certain kind of ethnic groups, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Back and forth with all of that crap. But that's about the only time they get really animated. The rest of it's all window dressing. It's all just a show. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I was wondering, I heard about this OJ stuff, and I can't imagine sitting next to a guy in a golf cart who cuts someone's throat so wide open. Mm-hmm. To all well, how about if he would only cut her throat like halfway? It doesn't matter. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, the way you said, so wide open. I know. You know? Well, it's just, well, it's just the, the pathetic way he did that. Yeah. And they ride around playing golf with him, and what did they expect to get from that? For your station by having inviting this guy to a golf tournament. Don't you understand? There are some people, <laughs> like I've told you before, who like uh, you know sucking around with uh, so-called celebrities. Yeah, that was um. They get some vicarious thrill with uh, and just like George said last week, all these uh, axe murderers that go to prison and all these women, all these desperate fat women, are writing them letters of marriage proposal in jail. And then someone from your station calls around to get people to come and see it or something. Is that what is that what happened too? Someone called around to say, well, there's, there's debate on that. Uh, some of the people <laughs> here deny that. but <laughs> Okay, well, listen, you have a good day. <laughs> what was that? What the hell? 567 <laughs> 0560, oh, pound 560, as if uh, this OJ story is a mystery. You know, it's interesting. I only talked about that for like a week, and then we get people like that Schwarzer that called me yesterday, which we weren't talking about, it, and he's chewing me out because I'm talking about OJ too much, and why don't we give it a rest? And now this guy wants to rehash the whole story again, and he slit her throat so wide open. If he would have done it a little more antiseptically, maybe kind of like Demetrius Underwood, you know, kind of like in the side, then it would have been, yeah, then we'd like to go out and have a couple of drinks with him, uh, you know, snort a little Coke with Pedro Guerrero. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, another isolated incident. Yes. Up in Jersey, a um, priest, he solicited uh, some 15-year-old boy over there. There's no facts in, in the church. Yeah. And they, uh, they, it was an undercover cop posing as a kid, and he was so oh, eager. Wait, wait a minute, a 15-year-old kid uh, posing as a cop? Oh, you, uh, what is that what I said? 15-year-old cop posing as a kid. Well, they're getting, the cops are getting younger all the time. Well, how do you like that? <laughs> but uh, he solicited the Maybe board. this is part of that new priest police squad that we got. <laughs> we got police for everything else. How about the priest police? What, is a, what does a priest need with the Internet anyway? What does he need? What a better place to procure all yeah, boys? boys? for kids. Oh, hey, um, I'd like to go to the hockey game if you, if you want to give me those tickets. No, I don't think so. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. Don't be picking on the Catholic Church, okay? Everybody, it's you know, like a hobby now. Everybody wants to pick on a goddamn Catholic Church just because they're a bunch of silly people living in the Stone Age and tell people to keep on making babies like animals, like rabbits. I mean, why do you want to pick on the Catholics just because the priests are all a bunch of pedophiles, mostly, and all a bunch of fags? I mean, why do you want to pick on a Catholic Church for doing that, sir? Come on, let's get with it. Just don't forget. There's no fact in, in the church. You heard that first right here on this show, and we keep repeating that over and over and over again, so you don't have to pick a bone with us about that. Go pick a bone with Father O'Toole, if he ain't already got one. Here's uh, Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, about the old tickets. I'd like to take my little brother. 
Make him a uh, big. No, no, we're not. We're not. This, uh, we're having a talk show here today, okay? I'm not. We're not doing this uh, crap. I thought I could take my little brother. This is a talk show. I spent a whole hour here again today talking about all kinds of crap, from fat people to uh, goddamn Michael Mayo's column to the letter, that great letter about uh, the Second Amendment and the gun nuts, all these other things. Which is why we almost never see. I, the only reason I'm doing this today is because I don't. I said to the people there in our role last night, when I'm not here, I want to give the tickets away to somebody to make sure there are asses in the seats because I don't want to be part of these embarrassing folks who have season tickets who don't bother giving the tickets to anybody. So at least the place is full and we got some enthusiasm and it looks better. That's what I said. What I probably should have done was found out if there's anybody around here that would like these tickets for Saturday and given it to them, and then maybe we could have done a goddamn radio show here without a bunch of freeloaders. Oh, my little brother would like to have... Well, screw your little brother, okay? Screw your goddamn little brother, unless Father O'Toole gets to him first. God! Maybe I'll... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to burn these tickets right on the air. I'm going to burn them. I am. I'm going to burn the tickets and the parking pass. And then we'll have a goddamn exorcism. Because I'm smoking. I, I felt great. I lost five pounds on a scale. George is doing a great job of trying to put the pieces together like Humpty Dumpty with a center one thing. It looks like that's going to come out okay in a few days. Everything's looking up. We're getting our 800 line if we live long enough here at QAM. We're getting that thing put in so the people finally from out of town, Fort Myers and all over the world, can call us uh, on, the, on our dime. In a few days, that'll start, we hope. Finally, after all of the last psychosis of two weeks, and all the best I can get out of this goddamn audience, oh, my little brother would like to go to the... <laughs> Tell your little brother to go out and hold up a goddamn convenience store and buy a couple of tickets, okay? And then he can take you to the game, Julio. God. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing this morning? Okay. I was doing great until these uh, no, idiotic calls started. Yeah, these are probably the people that were throwing the crap on the ice last night. I wouldn't doubt it. Hey, looking at the uh, at the scum sentinel in the local section, yeah, just right above where the OJ thing, where about uh, Sam and Greg Reed. Mm -hmm. Another isolated incident, as the Sun Sentinel would call it. Uh, this guy, he was beating up on his girlfriend, and the cops responded. Right, the cop went to stop him, and he decided to uh, to flee, but he dragged the cop right in his car, fleeing. Right. The cop did what he was trained to do. Uh, basically emptied his gun and did stop the guy. The guy's still alive, you know. Right, I, yeah, I, I see it. I, I and the, and the, it. the mother of the of the kid, yeah. I don't understand why they had to shoot him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, He's only dragging a cop along on the side of the car who's trying to arrest him and do his job just, because his know, son is a scumbag, yeah. Right, and you know, and what makes like uh, people like that lady Winston who wrote that Sherry last Winston article. tastes good like right, a, uh, this is, you know, this one, good. Right, this one isn't a race-related incident. And it happened up here, so there isn't anything to scream about. Yeah, ain't, ain't that a shame? Unbelievable. Hey, listen, I'm a uh, I'm a fan from way back. I still have my jersey with Straka's name and number on it. Yeah. If well, I'll tell you what. When he comes back, we'll give us some tickets to go see him play for the Panthers. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Sherry Winston tastes good like a church I should. That's what the, the slogan is at the Sun Sentinel. And then she's got some other inane column and totally, totally a passing, skating right on by the crap that she wrote the other day and the surly response that I'm sure she received from the vast audience out there, probably our audience. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Okay, they're gone. Freeloaders. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah, hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Did you happened to catch Little Dog's uh, lame interview with Mark Parrish this morning. No, I did not. I didn't hear any of the worst team. Well, 
Well, he was pushing on him and trying to do one of his, uh, how's it going with the ladies and were you guys He just, he just, did, he just did that with him last week. He just had him on here about 10 days ago. How's it going with the ladies? Bull crap. And then he started in, oh. he started in with, well, Mark, you sound like you're dead. You sound like you're really tired. I mean, you must have been out there trying to hit it with the ladies. I mean, it was endless. It was really embarrassing. He had no questions, no material. I like the wee-wee, yeah. I mean, pathetic. And last night, I was at the game, and, I mean, I thought I was back in the National Mausoleum. I mean, not to mention nobody was there. I mean, the people that were there were sitting on their hands. even Right. I mean, well, it wasn't a very good game. That's a compliment, you know, especially after L.A. went up 2-1, to they went into that trap. I mean, it was coma-inducing. But then, you know, if you stuck around and you hoped for the best, we got our money's worth there at the end, and it was phenomenal and scintillating if you just stuck through the whole deal. And it was only like, uh, you know, we got out of there 10, 15 at night. What's the big deal with that? You know, I I don't understand these people like a bunch of little children because I get up 7 o'clock in the morning. That's fairly early. I don't sleep until noon. i got to get up 7 to come here every day and work. Uh, what, what, what time do these people uh, go to bed at night? 10 o'clock? Uh, it's hopeless. I, I got to get up early for work, too. I stuck through the whole thing. It was fine. Sure. It was great. It was and great. how about those assholes throwing the crap on the ice? I like to kill them. You ever see anything so embarrassing in your life? No, man. And we almost got a penalty. It was at a crucial part of the game, too. Maybe, you know, we tie it, and now all the idiots are throwing everything on the ice, and maybe we get a penalty. Maybe we lose the well, I mean, We're going to conduct a goddamn investigation, and we're going to find out who those assholes were. And like I said, ban them from every guy. In fact, we're going to make sure, have them wear one of those ankle bracelets, you know? And if they ever leave the house, that thing's a... Oh, I like the fire alarm we had here yesterday. It's going to go off and start making shrieking, howling noises that we still got bad headaches from, by the way. That went over very big with the audience. They love that. Yeah, they could feel our pain. They thought they could feel our pain. You had to be here to feel it because your head was like, oh, like janitor in a drum. Man, what's up with your guy from a spoker? I got warned, they're multiplying, all about my home, they're down my life in different sizes, it's terrifying, when you stand up with all those things out there, can't see your heart, I'm hang on you, get it back up. You know, one thing I don't understand, because we have all these people that keep sending us, they got us on these mailing lists for this uh, pornography, most of it gay pornography. And I don't understand, why does anybody want to pay for a publication like that that's got ugly naked people? And when can we get some straight porno in here? For no, 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 when can we get, I don't care, gay or straight, when can we get some good-looking people naked? That's what I would like to see, okay? That's what we want to see. Like the uh, the uh, delivery guy, the courier guy. Bring him in here and tell him we're doing a strip search to make sure he ain't bringing no La Bamba in the building. He won't know the difference. He just got off the boat. Oh, and by the way, speaking of getting off the boat, anybody see that story on it? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, front page of the Herald, by the way. Sun Sentinel didn't find it quite as scintillating. More Cubans washing up on shore. Front page of the Herald. 
Got kids can't get a goddamn lunch at school. No textbooks to take home. Nobody's writing nothing about that at the Herald. We get more illegal aliens trying to force their way in here. Front page of the Herald. Not that they're pandering, you understand. <laughs> Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, last night watching the game, I, I think what disturbed me the most, not only with the you know people, the idiots throwing the stuff on the ice, and you're talking about a nationally televised game. That's and, right, uh, it was on the douche last night, that's correct. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mean, I had relatives calling me from up north, you know, harassing me about the uh, the way our fans are down here. Yeah, pathetic. I mean, it, it's, it's downright, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and also... Uh, well, you know, I, I have yet to hear from anybody today to tell me how come they decided they weren't going to be there last night. There were a whole bunch of season ticket holders who obviously must have discovered uh, romance or something exciting last night because they sure as hell didn't show their ass up. Second yeah. game of the season, and they're not there. Right. I mean that 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 that's that shows you what kind of fans are in Florida. And, and we need and to build and we need to build more stadiums. Right. Well, we right. can't even come close to filling up the ones that we got. And the and the suspension of McDonald's. Sir, I just want to say one thing because I've said it before. Okay. This is not and never will be a sports town. I realize this is a sports station, so the other people on this station, the other twenty hours a day, they have to put on an act and pretend that it is because that's their livelihood. I understand that. This is not and it never ever will be a real sports town. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. I mean, I grew up up in uh, Northern Virginia near the D.C. area. So, I mean, I've suffered with the Capitals right. and, and the Bulls. But, I mean, you know, the Redskins in their down years. And people there, I mean, there's a 17-year waiting list for season tickets to right. the Redskins. Mm-hmm. You know, and I when I moved to South Florida, which was a mistake to begin with, but I have never been around more melancholy, just fair-weather fans yeah. than I've ever seen in my life. That's it's right. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And what a small gathering we had there left in the last couple minutes of the game to see the most important part of the most exciting part that just had everybody foaming at the mouth and with excitement. And, and, you know, you run out of there feeling great about life. Hey, it was great. It was worth coming, and it was exciting. Right. And then the suspension on the, the gentleman who hit Madonna. The you gentleman? Feel the, ten, the ten games was Who's enough. Soleil, yeah, that animal, yeah. Do you believe 10 games was enough for No, the, but you the see, the, the, pro- the problem is that the players' union has got these deals, and unfortunately, the league went along with it, so they've got like a maximum $1,000 fine, and, and uh, you know, so they just keep slapping these guys on the wrist. He should have gotten, uh, somebody suggested to me, and it's a good idea, as many games as Madonna misses, whoever the player is that you injure, you should be forced to sit out and not get paid for as many games as the player misses. Right, that was one of the most vicious hits I've right. seen in a long time. And don't forget, the two teams are playing in Anaheim again tomorrow night. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. All right, Neil. Have a great day, pal. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah they have no respect for each other. It's a grotesque. And by the way, also, I hate to break the news to you brilliant fans out there who were at the game last night. It's a contact sport. Let me say it again. Pavel Bure, as much as we love him, and he did get tripped three times in the game Saturday, and it wasn't called in a Washington game. That is correct. But last night, there was no penalty uh, on any of the times he got hit. He got hit. You know, he's out there. He's fair game. He's going to get checked. He's just another player, okay, as far as the other guys are concerned. And every time he gets hit, oh, my, they're screaming for a penalty. They're carrying on. What's wrong with you? Hey, ref, you suck. Get with it. Get used to it, okay? That's the way the game works. Only Needle knows. He was the only one that had an exemption. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Listen, I've been listening to you since uh, before puberty and never, ever called. I'm 26 now. Yes, sir. Uh, but uh, listen, I was listening about um, about how you said the uh, the looting of talent in sports. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still afraid it's going to happen to hockey. And uh, what do you mean you're it, afraid? It, like it already well, has. It? it already has, right? Yeah, that's the reason why I stopped watching baseball. I mean, it's horrible. But uh, I I was thinking of something the way I don't know how you know how the uh, British Premiership works. 
But uh, with all the hockey teams in the U.S. and Canada, they should just kind of take the AHL, IHL, and maybe bring the top 24 teams uh, like they do it, and you have like some type of a premiership. And if you win in that league, then you move on to the next type, uh, like up to the NHL. So then you can have like a team who has great talent. If they have this um, incredible support and money and talent, you know, like a team like Moose Jaw could get up. Yeah, in Moose there. Jaw, there you go. And, uh, <laughs> or, or Halifax. How right? about uh, Callowood? Sounds good. Well, anyway, I just think that would probably be the best way. That way, you know, yeah, that, way, the, that year, way by the uh, by the the end of the next five years, we could probably have six, seven hundred teams in the NHL. That would be good. Well, exactly, and uh, you have the we IHL have, we have AHL. several games a day. We could have start games at ten in the morning and play till midnight. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, I just uh, you know, it needs something needs to be done, and I hope the expansion just doesn't go any further. I mean, I cried when I mean when a team goes into Tennessee. And, and, how, and you know, by the way, how about that Carolina team? Okay, they're moving to their new arena. They sold all the 4,500 season tickets. Wow, really made yeah. a difference, didn't it? No, no. Yeah, and Hartford's dying. They wish they had a team. Yeah. So six but, uh, teams too many in every sport, sir. Six teams too many. When in doubt, cut them out and have a great day. No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I've already burned the tickets. Okay, so bug off. Did I burn them? Well, only uh, George and I know for sure. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. So there's those crackling sounds. Sounds dangerous to me. Sounds ominous. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. It's not a mobile, actually. But... Here's a stationary in Miami. <laughs> Neil, don't burn those tickets. Are you crazy? I'm a, a Canadians fan, originally from Montreal. Oh, goodbye. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Hey, by the way, those Canadiens, the habitants. They got their ass beat by Edmonton last night, two to one. They got real bad problems in the room. They got all kinds of problems. And the rumor is, by the way, according to a source I had yesterday, I don't want to say rumor, but the rumor for the rumors, rumors, he says the Leafs are getting uh, Shane Corson from Montreal for the aging Sylvain Cote, the frog defenseman who's uh, had an assist, by the way, the other night. Nice going, Sylvain. Oh! And we'll pack you a uh, frog sandwich. These people don't know anything about this stuff. What am I? What am I talking about here? What am I doing? Let's burn them again. Okay, let's uh, get the crackling out again. There you go. Just fanning the flames again, like you always do, you jackass. Fanning the flames of hysteria. I noticed, by the way, they're off of that Jimmy story now. That now that all the sports writers have agreed with what I said yesterday, and Hank in the middle of his show, evidently from the spy report I get from Beepo this morning, did a 180 degree turnaround and said, "Well, uh, Neil was right. You're goddamn right. I was right, Fatso. I was right." He's a hard ass. He's a thin-skinned piece of turd that's always busy pointing the finger at somebody else. Anybody who's got any kind of class, any kind of character, especially your superstar, that would be like if Brewery had an off night last night, which he did, by the way, but we still won the game. But if we would have lost the game, that would be like that jerkball Terry Murray coming in the paper today saying, well, you know, we're paying this guy $10 million a year. He's got to step up. Well, what kind of a jerk would that be? You'd laugh at this guy. Well, more than we already are. Just isn't done, okay, by anybody with class. But you know something? It's only the last three letters of that word that you know, Jimmy. Class. Those are the only three letters that you understand. As in, Rectum. you got it. O'Neal, my queen. God. New from Time Lifeless Music. It's a Sinatra compilation that buries the competition. Come die with me. Let's die. Let's die away. I sure could use some sarcophagus, cause I'll be dead any day. 
Come die with me. Let's die. Let's die away. Don't miss out on the last collection of hits from Old Blue Eyes before the maggots get to him. Start digging a hole. All right. Because I'll die any day. I'll be a cool cadaver, a new corpse, cool corpse. All right, Sinatra's greatest hits, the final chapter. Yes, the chairman of the board with a fond final farewell. Rigor mortis, rigor mortis. I'll be stiffer than the two by far is ask the undertaker. Will say I've gone to meet my maker. To order, have credit card ready and call 1-800-CADAVER. That's 1-800-CADAVER. Order today before it's too late. Oops, it's too late. You're right. 11.45 at 5.60 WQM. So anyway, I, just a little message out there to save you some time. Tracy Foster and uh, Greg Sawyer, who I think may be the same uh, asshole, I don't read your faxes. So when you fax them on this machine in here, I tear them up and throw them out as soon as I see the name. And Jason just brought me in another one from Greg Sawyer, the same one that he faxed me on this machine this morning, and as soon as I saw the name, I tore it up and threw it in the basket. I don't read them. What's the point? It's crap. It's caca. Okay? What in the world would be the point of my sitting here wasting, like, even five seconds? Reading swill when you know exactly what it's going to be ahead of time. Every single fact. Caca, poop, pissing. What else? What am I missing? You got it pretty much to a T. There are three letters before the T. I think SH might be the first two. So anyway, Joe Costello just came in for a second, and I said, hey, you want, he said, you going to the game Saturday? I said, no, not going to be here. I'm trying to give these tickets. So I said, hey, you want to go? He's already got his tickets. So if Joe Costello wouldn't have had his own tickets, I would have given them to him just now, just to get rid of this thing, this burden. And by the way, if you do want them, it's not a good idea to start the call by saying, oh, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. Guess what? See ya. See ya. The smell of dead frog starts uh, seeping into my brain as soon as I hear that. The ghost of Maurice Richard. I know he's still alive. He's hanging on. Barely. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil, I want to share a story of uh, incompetence uh, on uh, pro player stadiums. Yes, sir, go right ahead. It, I, Rip them ass, man. I was at the game Monday night. Tear their kiskies out. Yeah, you're, you're going to love this Stick one. Stick it to them. Uh, I had club seats, and I usually get there three hours before the game, and I usually don't have a problem with traffic. But this particular game, I was invited into a skybox with a friend of mine who happens to uh, own the skybox, and he has LA parking passes, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I get there a few minutes before kickoff, and I'm going in to park where the valet is, yeah. and they tell me I can't go in there, and it's full. They said, we are not allowing anyone to go into the stadium to park because it's full. Now, you got there when? I got there just right at about kickoff. I thought but you said you get there three hours before the game, usually. I usually do. But oh, here's to my avoid point. The parking thing, yeah. Here's my point. Yeah. Okay, I don't own a skybox. I'm mm-hmm. a schlep. Mm-hmm. But my friend does own a skybox. Mm-hmm. And he pays 60000 a year for the privilege right. to get there at kickoff, have his car parked, yeah. not have to schlep. Yeah. They told me, and they told my friend, who yeah. I won't name his name because you might know him, but they told us we had to go drive over to the racetrack catch a bus, and they would schlep us to the stadium on a bus. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, surprised, I'm surprised they didn't tell you you had to drive down to the Golden Glades Interchange and, uh, you know, do that uh, park and drive thing and catch a bus. Yeah, but, I mean, 
You believe this. The audacity. Of course I believe it. They treat everybody like crap and there are a bunch of Nazis in that place. After the last, the previous game, I heard Hank talking about it, I heard Mandich both talking about it, how they were trying to get on the field or trying to go someplace, and the Nazis in there, because I know it, because back in the days when I used to go up to our skybox from IOD many years ago, when Phil Costner was treating us good, and we used to go up there... If you get on the elevator at the wrong time or the guy's in the wrong mood, they don't want you to get on the elevator. They, like, uh, give you the 10th degree, and they give you a body search, and they go, they go nuts. Exactly. Nazis, man. Can't imagine who they learned it from. Well, listen, don't do it again. Get there early. <clears throat> Five, six, seven. <clears throat> One more reason, by the way, not to go to uh, those goddamn football games. Oh, but, you know, it doesn't make any difference because they don't want they they uh, <laughs> They have no interest. They want to go to the tailgate party and get struck. I bet you if we had tailgate parties at the hockey games, then you'd start seeing all them rednecks come out. All right. Let's get a couple of kegs and go out there and have a good time. Then we'll go in there and see that world kick some ass. That's right. See that big neger kick some ass. He ain't playing. Well, he might start by the time the game's over. I don't know. They'll get some big spook out there kick some ass. Here's the Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you yes, doing? Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, just uh, just wanted to take and call you and uh, let you know that I'm a long, a long-suffering uh, transplanted Bostonian, and no one is suffering in sports any more than the people from Boston. Yeah. I mean, and nice uh, game last night, by the way. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my luck coming. Paper's, paper's not going to go in Game Five. I'm sorry, he's not going. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, the people down here don't have any passion. Whatsoever. No, they don't. They absolutely there is don't. N- Neil, there the is whole none. thing is make believe. It's based on people just uh, just splattering out a bunch of words. No. They don't know what they're talking about. No and they don't have any real feeling for it. There's no no passion except for Viagra and driving fast. To watch the way these people have turned on Marino after one crappy game the last couple of days, just because the coach opened up a big mouth and because he's got no class, it, it guarantees it proves what I've always known. You this know, is a town with no appreciation, no class, no nothing, with no brain. You know, and, and, and all, all the geese don't get down here until November, you know what I mean? And uh, maybe we'll get some fans over at, uh, over at the uh, the car center. Right. But, uh, you know, uh, I uh, I had season ticks of Bruins uh, for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And saw saw Bobby Gore score that goal when Barkley played. Oh, no, I don't want to hear about that again. I know, but, but I've I already did. seen that so many times. I, I, know, I, just, I know. I don't want to hear. Oh, I can't. I mean, I love Dan Kelly, but I don't want to see I that know. again. But, you know? but Dan Kelly was a great. Dan guy. Kelly Dan was, was great, but Dan, I, I mean, I know you're dead, but I don't want to see that again. I know, but uh, still. Sanderson, no. or Bobby R. I've, I've seen that four million times. Dan, stop saying that already. I, it's almost it's almost as bad as uh, Foster. You went Henderson. He's he's gone. I don't want to see that Foster. Go back into the the box, okay? You know, I don't want to see that. i got to tell you, you know... Uh, Henderson, that board-again Nazi, I don't want to <laughs> see about him. That's right, a piece of crap. You're, you're absolutely right. Turned out but, to be a piece of turd, Paul Henderson. I know. I, I want to tell you, though, uh, you know, suffering as, as, long, as long as I have, uh, you know, it, it, it's tough to come down here yeah. and have no passion for anything. Right. How do, how do you oh, how do you think I feel doing this? Where are you show from? Every what? Where are you from? Rochester, home of the Amherst oh, and Don Cherry. Yeah, I, I was at the, in the Red Wings Don Hole game. Yeah. The Red Wings Don two Swedish box tops and fifty cents got you to the Red Wings. There you go. Remember game. Tom Decker? All right. Yeah. How about uh, how about Steve Dokel? Yeah. Remember him? How about uh, Joe Cunningham? Yeah. And Tommy Burgess. <laughs> okay. Listen. Have a great day. Five six seven oh five sixty. You remember all those guys, don't you, George? Huh? Yeah, sure. Oh, sure. You know, the old Rochester Red Wings. We had Bill Verdon there at center field with the glasses on. Those were the days, baby. Luke Easter, luscious Luke. And that other guy. with puke. And then those other guys, too. Bunch of Goyam, Lou Ortiz. Oh, yeah. 
Tommy Lasorda pitching for the Montreal Royals. The Havana Sugar Kings. You might have been interested in that, George. There used to be, no, seriously, in the International League, there was the old Havana Sugar Kings. It was Cubans! 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 That's right. Cubans. Oh, by the way. Yeah, Mike Myers, by the way, is going to uh, come down and play in the next game. Maybe that'll bring some people out. Oh, it's just, uh, it's terrifying. And why do we keep saying these things? I mean, see, I'm just not the kind of person who can just, uh, you know, crawl up into a ball and accept it. I, I just, I go to many other places where the people have passion for something, where they're friendly, where they really care about something, where you can have an intelligent conversation with them about something. Uh, you pick the topic and you can talk about it and like really enjoy yourself. And basically here, it's like, yeah. that's it. You know, that's a medley of our material. Is, uh, yeah. What's that? Not another stupid fax, is it? Well, why are you bringing that in here? Tear it up, Jason, please. Tear it up and, uh, or have it for lunch, something. It's low, low carb. That's it. So you guys in there are going to have to understand, because I, in the morning, I hate, I don't want to embarrass those guys. They actually read the faxes that they get from Tracy Foster, who's a chronic faxer, faxer who's a, an idiot, a moron, whatever it is. And then we got Greg Sawyer. Those are the two people I get 80% of the faxes from, and I don't read any of them. They all go in a circular file, as in crap. Yeah, let's name all the old Rochester Red Wings. Then I'll give you the tickets. Come on, let's go. <laughs> oh, woo! Johnny Antonelli, Tire Company, baby. There you go. Let's get Don Cherry on the phone. He'll bring back some of those memories from the old Amherst days, huh? There's uh, Eddie. There's uh, what's Jerry Cheevers in the Nets. You just can't discuss anything of, and whether it's sports, whether it's politics, whether it's world events, whether it's like uh, travel, like in real parts of the world, whether it's anything, no matter what it is. What do these people care about? What do they know? What you know? Something I haven't had a woman in three days. Thanks to us. There you go. Well, if you'd stop spending all that money in bowling or whatever you're doing. No, seriously. We have no. You know the last woman caller that I can remember. We have had none today, of course. Was that uh, crazy bitch, the one that's marrying? Ah, la da da da. That one, the crazy woman that showed up at Spec Saturday. The one that had that bird in her hand or whatever it was she was squeezing. No women. Well, they're too busy worrying about how's Billy going to get out of jail on Guiding Light. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Uh, I'm stationary, Neil. Here's a stationary in Miami. Here's a motionless in Miami. You're psychic today, Neil. Yes. I called before you ever mentioned it. The uh, the boat people yesterday. Yeah. Let me just say this. My, my son. Go ahead and say it. Come on. My son's grandmother came from Cuba, so I'm not anti-Cuban. Your mama? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last week you were talking about the schools, mm-hmm. and I started to call and I didn't. Then I saw the thing on channel. It was on channel seven last night, and I heard a news report the other day where where they were stopping a boat, and two of the Cubans had machetes swinging at the Coast Guard. Right. I'm thinking about the schools last week. I heard they I stole them from OJ. I started to call and I thought, what's the use? But, I mean, we're supposed to have an immigration policy, 20,000 Cubans. Is it 20,000 plus every schlepper that lands on shore? Yes. And these people out there cheering and they're right. talking about how great it is. And That's I'm what Elliot Rodriguez said. Anybody who gets here, we can let him in. That's what he said. Unbelievable. And then one of the, uh, one of the reasons, why, and I started to call last week about it, they had a Medicaid scam, and it was millions upon millions of dollars, millions. And every person involved in it had a Hispanic name. Mm-hmm. Every right. person involved. Well, how about the names of all the people at the airport that are smuggling all the goddamn uh, hand grenades and the coke and the heroin on the goddamn planes out there? Ninety-nine and nine-tenths percent of them were all Julios, man. 
and and that's why they don't have time to come to the ball games or support anything else. They're too busy peddling drugs. It's unbelievable. They're the drug lords. How do you think they uh, the Omni survived all those years downtown when Maurice Ferre was the mayor bragging about the drug money coming in here, sir, and everybody was buying 400 VCRs and putting them in their suitcase? You got the Herald pandering, saying how great it is. You right. got Channel 7, all the newscasts, right. how great it is. Elliot Rodriguez on Channel 4, who's telling the Coast Guard how to do their job, right? You got a city. The only thing the city offers is weather. And people try to stay here because of the weather. Yeah. And it's a toilet. Well, an they, absolute they, toilet. They left the uh, SH off the city, I'll tell you that. Have a great day, pal. Later, Neil. See you at the immigration office. All right. At the INS. <sighs> Don't you have to go back there and get your uh, papers? Versus. 5670. Oh, maybe you'll run into Rimmer there. He'll buy you lunch that day. I'm trying to do it all online. Three minutes before noon. Oh, that's when you go there. That's what you do. You stand online. <laughs> Hi, Felicia. Gee, I love your dress, and your hair looks so shiny and manageable. Are you still shampooing with head and shoulders? <laughs> Gosh, Chick, I stopped using head and shoulders a long time ago. I mean, honestly, who grows hair on their shoulders anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. So, what are you using now? Well, it's like head and shoulders, only without all those additives. It's just called head. Let's tell them about it, girls. Wow, where can I get head? Lots of places, Chick. You can stop by my place later, and I'll be happy to give you some head. In 15 minutes, I'll have you shampooed, styled, and blown dry. Gee, you don't miss a lick, do you? Head sounds great, but is it expensive? Not at all, Chick. My brother says there are places downtown where you can get head for less than $10. Golly, at that price, everyone should be getting head. That's right, Chick. When you say head, you set a mouthful. Hi, I'm Dr. Raymond Filotti from Freedom All Industries. Here to tell you why you should get hair. First, it lubricates each limp hair follicle, leaving an erect, glistening shaft. Then the scalp's natural oils are sucked out of the root, leaving your hair soft, shiny, and exhaustive. Nothing does the job like head. Great! Can I get head from my hairdresser, Bruce? Probably, but you might want to try your girlfriend first. <laughs> Go out and get some head Want hair with lots of volume? Nothing gets it up like head. Available at a price you won't find hard to swallow. And it's going down every day. Honey, we're out of shampoo. Can you go out and get some head? What did you say? I said I want you to go out and get head. Oh, thank you, sweet Jesus. I'm going downtown. <laughs> and head makes a great holiday gift. Last Christmas, my wife gave me some head. Then I gave her a pearl necklace. I've never seen her so choked up. My girlfriend used to give me head, and then we got married. Now I'm lucky if I get Jurgen's lotion in a National Geographic. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, 
Oh, oh, oh, oh, God. Head shampoo. Come on, give it a shot. My hair looks great. <laughs> Use a nap. Speaking of that, by the way, how's that courier guy coming, so to speak? 1205 at 560 WQAM, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a fax, and thanks to Kelly from Boca, age 21. That's Kelly with an I, so I'm assuming it's a she, or it's a guy that uh, spells his name wrong. But at any rate, Kelly shows me the Sun Sentinel. Same error, okay? So we don't want to pick only on the Herald. Both papers are stupid and idiotic and can't get it right. There's the NHL standings this morning. Northeast Division, Ottawa in first place with four points. Toronto Maple Leafs in second with six points. How do you like that? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. You know, the tremendous work and care and proofreading and really, you know, getting it right kind of mentality that goes into printing our newspapers. Yeah. We really have to have a special feel of uh, appreciation for it. You have to feel it. Here's a fax from John. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, whoever you're on the phone with, get him off right now unless it's important because I've got to ask you a question. So uh, John says, uh, why don't you have an email address for your show instead of all this faxing crap? That's a very good point. Now, didn't you tell of me we, we do? We do? No, sure. no, but you're not talking about in here. You're talking about with uh, with our website. Our website. He's not talking about that, that we get email four years later. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about like in the studio, like a real radio show. Well, if I brought my laptop in. Meaning what? Do we have, do we have the extra we have phone the, line? We have the phone line, yeah. It's under here. I think oh, we works. do have it? Yeah. So all we need is a computer. I'll be glad to buy a computer for in here. Okay. If that Maybe guy I could stops, use this cheesy laptop. If the guy back there stops drilling, I'll be glad to buy our own computer for in here. If he stops the goddamn drilling under my ass again, which weren't we told that they're all done? Maybe they found out that Duff left the building. Oh, my God. They're back doing it again in the middle of this show. Oh. I'll call Clarence. Clarence? What the hell's Clarence going to do? He don't cry good. He doesn't go down there and squirt him like Bluff uh, does. No, what do you what do you think they uh, stopped drilling for? Not because they're paying any attention to him, but because they see him start crying. They run out of the building. It's a crazy person up there. He's uh he's squirting them. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Oh man, that is a classic bit. That yes, head. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing like a little head. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, listen, newsflash, the the Mets lost. The game ended about, what, 6 o'clock this morning? 6 this morning, they lost 7 to 1 of the Diamondbacks, which makes me feel very pleased about being alive. Oh, that's ridiculous. What What, what is the baseball commissioner even thinking about? He's not. Oh, man. But anyways, listen, um, anyway. this is a very good day today. The Maple Leafs are doing great. The uh-huh. Panthers are doing great. The uh-huh. Mets lost. The Braves won. Right, and, and life goes on. Thank you. Okay, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Perrine. Hello. Yeah, hey, now how's it going? Okay. Uh, Wings fan here. I was wondering if I could get those tickets. No. No, I don't give tickets to somebody that's just some jackass that, first of all, says that he's a Wings fan, number one, and number two, doesn't even have any conversation with me. Just call and say, oh, can I get the tickets? And the answer, of course. No. No chance. Get out of here. Get lost. Get out of town. And I'm not giving no tickets to another. Oh, say, oh, I forgot about that. That's right. It's the Red Wings where we have all these phony fans in town for the Red Wings. We have this phantom after they won the Stanley Cup a couple of times. All these phony, phony balonies. All these new Red Wing fans with their Red Wing jerseys. Who wouldn't know Steve Eiserman from Steve Dahl? Who wouldn't know uh, exactly? 
5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Mobile in West Palm Beach, hello. Neil Guy. Yes, sir. I need to correct you on something. Yes. After the replay last night, Hedekin wasn't credited with the goal. Yeah. It was a redirection. Well, I'll tell you who I thought got it. I thought Parrish got it. Yeah, Parrish did get it. Well, they how do you like it. that, sir? That's what I said at the time. I thought it was redirected, but I didn't thought what I know that. It would have gone wide left if he hadn't redirected between his legs, no. backhanded between his legs. He, he stuck got it right there between his legs. Stuck it right between his legs. And they Stephon did, a, they did like an he interview. It. Yeah. He was the first star, so they did an interview with him, and they asked him to tell the truth if he got a piece, and he said, yeah, I got a piece. Who was the first star? Mark Parrish? Yeah, Mark Parrish. How could that Parrish. be? With the game-winning goal. But how could he have been the first star of the game? With the game-winning goal. I don't I'm sorry. I mean, Burray is the one that set up the uh, tying goal, and then he scored the clinching goal. And, uh, okay, well, whatever. I mean, he's a good kid, Mark. I, li- I like Bur- I like Burray getting that open netter. I thought he was going to go a game without scoring on the Kings, but he yeah. got the open netter and never even shot. That's right. He just, he flipped, just, he just flipped it in there. He knows how to do it. That's right. Flipped it right in. Flipped it right in, yeah. Not even between his legs. Okay, thanks, pal. Okay, I stand corrected. Also, I stand corrected. Nobody corrected me on it because nobody here knows nothing about it. Several days ago, somebody asked me about Felix Potvin, and I repeated a rumor that had been told to me like it was true that he'd been traded to Vancouver, and they wanted him badly up there because Kevin is kind of weak in Vancouver. But nevertheless, uh, the trade never went through, and he's still playing for the Islanders, and he is playing. But nobody corrected me on that because I could come on here and say anything about hockey, and it's like, oh, you know, like, they don't know, or almost anything else. But thank you, sir, for correcting me on that because we thought Paris tipped it in, too. And we don't care if uh, Mark Parrish is getting late, okay? I couldn't care less. Ten minutes past, uh, and I mean, if Ray Whitney is uh, getting late, then, of course, that's another story. And I'm sure he is. Right, Bridget? Neil Goss. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rambo 4 and 5. Uh, how are you? John Rambo still alive. I wanna make movies four and five. My life ain't going great, playing Hollywood's broke. Unfortunately, I speak like I had a stroke. First blood came in '82. That's when I hurt my penis and it never ever grew. Rambo two was in '85 late. Uh, Rambo three was in '88. Shooting and shooting and shooting. My gun. I did not make this movie with my son. Uh, his name is Sage. He was in Rocky Five in Daylight, the tunnel movie. A little bit of cash is what I need. I gotta get a loan from Apollo Creed. I gotta have another hit movie or a Broadway show like Denahi. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. It was stupid. I guess I understand. My whole life is about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I need to make Rambo foreign. it out so call me up i really need a script i can do dialogue or keep it zipped i like comedy action adventure and drama the only thing i will not do is have sex with a llama so give me a break for goodness sake i used to be on oprah now i can't get on ricky lake right now i got a one-man show in poughkeepsie basically i'm an unemployed gypsy a little bit of cash is what i need i gotta get a loan from apollo creed i gotta have another hit movie or a Broadway show like Benahid. I guess nobody ever saw Copland. <laughs> it was stupid, so I understand. My whole life's about to cave in. All I got left is Jennifer Flavin. 
And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I need to make Rambo Foreign Five. Absolutely. Twelve seventeen at five sixty. Yo, Adrian. So anyway, Geldy just comes running here and says that the last guy I called was full of uh, crap, is what he said. Did he say something like, yeah. that's what Geldy said. He said that uh, Jiggs McDonald picks the three stars of the game last night, and Pavel Bury was number one, and Trevor Kidd was number two. And I forget who was number three at Other Panther, but it wasn't uh, Mark Parrish. So where did that come from? Unless maybe it was from the telecast, okay? Maybe somebody who, like, uh, didn't watch the game accurately or whose vision is ailing like late in life, like your good friend. I don't want to mention his name on the air. Don't say it. You know, then he won't buy you that lunch. Maybe on TV, Parrish got the first start of the game. That's not possible. It had to be Pavel Bure. All that tremendous effort to get us back in a game that nobody cares about. Here's Deerfield. Hello. Yeah, it was uh, Bure 1, Kid 2, and Parrish 3. Oh, Parrish got 3? I don't think so. Yeah. But anyway, but anyway um, you, was that the smallest crowd you've seen at the rental center for a game? Oh, yeah, that that, that absolutely was by far. Yeah, in fact, I, it was it the was smallest Panther crowd since I, well, the paper said since a Hartford game years ago when they had like uh, eleven thousand and some whatever the hell it was. I mean, Burry's healthy, second game of the year, right? And it's a dead zone in there. Yeah, Ziggy Palfy, you'd think that some of the Islander fans would show up to see their ex uh, superstar there, yeah, and uh, there, yeah. you know, you got Luke Robitaille. I mean, the Kings have got some name players on there. Joseph Stumple. It's not exactly like they're chopped liver. They're better this year than they were last year. And uh, what, what's the problem? We won the first game. Burray is a star attraction in the goddamn league, and we get six thousand empty, six thousand unsold tickets, and I would say about nine thousand empty seats, eight or nine thousand. Absolutely. And by the time the last three minutes of the game came around and we had the dramatic last two minutes, maybe there was three or 4,000 of us left, maybe. I agree. Uh, and I, I'm sure the heat's going to be no better in the new building there, too. Oh, the heat, the heat can't draw flies. I know. They could put manure in the middle of the goddamn uh, court and they couldn't draw flies in there. Absolutely. But, um, hey, Neil, I'd love to go uh, see the Panthers beat Detroit this weekend. Okay, hold on. Give him the tickets. How do you like that? Surprise, surprise, huh? The old man finally weakened. I gave him to him so we can cut this crap out. This guy in Deerfield. There's my seats. There's the parking pass. And be sure you tell this guy he better go, okay? Pick the tickets up and go. Because if you don't, I'm going to give you your name and shoe size and phone number. And Luca Brazzi will come to your house and do a big on your uh, court, on your food court. Yeah, what's the story? Raising all the prices on food in there, Wayne, and cutting down the portions and cutting down the variety. What is that all about? Why do you owners keep doing these things to the public like the garbage food at PP Stadium? I mean, my dogs wouldn't eat that stuff. Like Hank says, it's like like the hot dogs look like something that's already been, uh, you know, licked on by about 20 hookers in Amsterdam in the red light district. What the hell are we talking about over here? And they charge you like top dollar for dreck. I just don't get it. I mean, don't, of course, they're not eating any of this food anyway. They couldn't give a crap less. All they want you to do is spend your hard-earned money and take the 90% profit on it and screw you. Here's uh, West Palm Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> You opened the show saying only good news, and uh, last Friday was my last day in the sales department at Queer Channel West Palm Beach. All right. Really? What station is that? Uh, J&O, BZT, KGR. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a whole bunch of others, yeah. There's a whole bunch of Sure, them. all the ones in the market because that's the way it goes. Now Queer Channel owns two, our two billion stations. The radio ranch. Uh-huh. Uh, but I got to tell you, when your contract is up in three years, I hope you feel half as good as I do. I am was sick of the abuse, sick of the madness that went on there right. and all this stuff that you're talking about with OJ, if anyone's ever been in or near this business, they're just going, yeah, par for the course, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I, no, I wouldn't say par for the course. I mean, we're a little bit uh, above and beyond uh, most of the rest. 
we've got a little bit extra psychosis than I've ever seen before. Although I hear Clear Channel is, uh, you know, even worse, if possible. Well, see, well, what Clear Channel does is they take all their rejects, like the salespeople, and they ship them over here. They do. They do. Well, they can make even bigger bucks, supposedly, right? Oh, yeah, right. That's all I got, Neil. Appreciate it. Okay, congratulations, yeah. sir. Thanks very much. Enjoy your newfound freedom. Thank you. God bless you, and I'll pray for you. There's a guy that got out of the business, got out of Clear Channel. Oh. Let's hear it. See, like the guy that said the other day when I was psychotic over here, we're going through the OJ stuff, and these people here are a bunch of grave robbers, which they still are. And I'm thinking out loud about what the hell am I doing working for this company? And the guy says, oh, well, you know, there's got to be someplace else. Where are you going to go? Clear Channel owns every goddamn station except Cox, which owns like a couple of Schwarzer stations and that Coast Slush. Nobody in this market smart enough to put talk on FM. And believe me, like I said, our signal on this station the last few days is so goddamn bad. And our chief engineer, what, what's he doing? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't want to hear any more about he's overworked and he's abused and he's this and that. The signal blows uh, technically were a, were a, a freaking nightmare. Nightmare. But the, but I got news for it. No matter how bad it got here, the chances of I mean, the only alternative here in this market is Clear Channel, and that's Pete Bolger and Ronda Wolf. Am I going to work for them again no. at any price? No. David Ross? No. Oh, give me a break. If they blow Pete Bolger out of that joint and a couple of other people who absolutely don't belong on the air, <laughs> then maybe there might have been a chance. But that's not going to happen because he's got naked pictures of, uh, you know, all the, uh, all the owners. He's got naked pictures of David Ross and the Billy Goat. Or Billy somebody. Here's Naples. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Great. Hey, uh, we've been talking about, like, some crackers and rednecks today. Uh, there's a story out of the police beat in Naples paper uh, today. It's uh, Oh, there's no crackers and rednecks over there. <laughs> It mentions a 65-year-old Collier County man arrested Tuesday at Bayview Park in East Naples reportedly uh, reportedly exposed himself and masturbated in front of the undercover officers. All right. Great. And he, he was charged with exposure of a sex organ. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you ever come to Naples, let's keep everything uh, inside. and uh, Undercovers. Yeah. I hear, that uh, the, I hear the organist at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church was charged with the same thing. <laughs> exposing his organ. Okay, listen, thanks for the good news, pal. Hey, see ya. See ya. Say hi to the gypsies, too. A lot of gypsies over there in Naples. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, look at that. It's starting to clear the lines out a little bit now that we finally gave those tickets away. Thank. I'm so sorry that I did that because I keep saying, and, and I'm sticking pretty much to my word. Very rarely I give one little odd thing away here, a little odd thing there. I got an odd thing for you, but uh, that's it. But I just don't want to have empty seats there because I feel guilty about that. As long as I've got these tickets and this company paid for them or somebody paid for them, I want to have somebody in there enjoying the game and making it look uh, at least palatable. Like I'm not just uh, shirking my duty like those assholes at Madison Square Garden who left all their expensive uh, front section seats empty so they could go to the Yankee game at the Ranger home opener two nights ago. What a bunch of crap. Twelve million people in New York, and those people couldn't find. I mean, you can't buy a ticket for a Ranger game at any price for about 100 years now. So instead of giving their tickets away to somebody who would have kissed their ass to go to that goddamn game, they just don't show up and go over to see the goddamn Yankee game. Oh, man. Talk about misplaced priorities. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We got Hank Goldberg at 2. We got uh, Hank and Bino <laughs> at 5. Don't ask me why. Hurricane Hotline 6 to 8. Then we got the Texas at the Yankees 8 o'clock tonight. Thank God we got no hockey game tonight. Can you imagine with a Yankee game on tonight if we had a home? Oh, brother, forget it. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. 
Mobile in Delray. With a loud hum job on the phone. Okay, I guess maybe the uh, hum uh, put him to sleep. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line, West Palm Beach. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. What's up? How you doing? Um, how about these bonehead promotion guys at uh, for the hockey team? Did you see anything about the upcoming season anywhere? Not very much. And they're wondering where their crowds are. And another thing they should do is they have do very a, much marketing. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Another thing they should do. But is, you know, do you know something? When you go out and you spend ten million dollars a year to get a guy like Pavel Bury on the team, if you know, if, if the people know anything about it, you shouldn't have to do a lot of marketing. They should be, not, and they got that beautiful new arena. They should be knocking the doors down there to get in. You're right. You're right. But maybe it's because these people at the games, half of them, they interrupt your enjoyment of the game by standing up, going to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Like I said, let's keep it positive today, okay? I'm tired of the whiners. I had a great time last night, and my good friend who sits in front of me turned around and said, "No little kids tonight." How do you like that? And thank you very much, sir. All is forgiven. You're on probation, like Michael Mayo. Until next time, you bring the kids and you hold them up in the air. He's okay. He's got one kid, one little boy, two years old. He says, "Oh well, next time I bring him, he can sit on your lap." I said, "No, bring him back in about fifteen years, and he can sit on my lap." And he went, like that, like that. In fact, I think he said, okay. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. God, 15 years, I'd be 70, almost 72 years old. Can you imagine what a dirty old lech I'd be by then, huh? Can you imagine that? Uh I can. Desperate. 26 past noon. How's that delivery guy doing, by the way, the courier guy? Waldenio. You actually found out his name? Yeah. What kind of a name is that? He's my mortgage broker, by the way. What is it? Who use the uh, service also. They're now called Excel. They just have Have you seen Waldenio? No. I mean, even you would be impressed. Even a heterosexual asshole. I've been to like his you. pond, though. What is it? You've yeah. been to his pond? Was there anything swimming in it? Like tiny little sperm, maybe? Guppies. Ooh, they look like guppies. They're real little tiny guppies. Minnows. If you have real good eyesight. Waldenio. Well, what kind of a name is that? Hey, Waldo. Hey, Waldo. Oh! 27 afternoon at 560. Very good work, George Waldenio. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write it on a little slip of paper and put it real close to my uh, neck. Hey, it's Howard. Howard Spam. If you like Klondike bars, you'll love Bulldike bars. Hey, you. What would you do for a Bulldike bar? What's a Bulldike bar? It's a big iron bar that Bulldike's hitting in with. Say, you're a man. Ow, I didn't do anything. Oh, I guess you don't have to do anything for a Bulldike bar. Here, have another one. Ah. You pig. Bulldike bars. If you're a man, you don't have to do anything. Just hang around and odds are you'll get one. Ow, cut that. You pig. Ow. You man. Ow. You pig man. Ow. 1232 at 560 WQM. I'm so full with that uh, low-carb stuff for the from uh, our good buddy at uh, the Lights of West Boca. I don't think I'm going to eat again like till maybe late in the afternoon, another one of those uh, protein bars, and that's it. How do you like that? I like it. I'm going to make some of this uh, pork rinds or the bacon or something. I'm looking for some uh, serious progress again on the scale tomorrow. I have this feeling in the pit of my gut. Maybe that's that ulcer I'm working on from this place. So anyway, here's a fax from uh, somebody. No name on this, huh? Oh, Enrique. Oh, Enrique. Not our Enrique, but another Enrique, who says, an example of how much I spent to see the Dolphins at PP Park with his fiancée, two tickets in the nosebleed section, including the Ticketmaster price, $62. One overpriced parking, 20 bucks. Two major apinga tolls, $1.50. Uh, food, beer, ice cream, french fries, etc., 40 bucks estimate. Total, $123.50. How do you like that? He said, do you really think your average person like George can afford the expense for every game? 
Thank God George ain't a sports fan. He says, I strongly disagree with you on this one. Can I have the ticket? Oh, I see. Just kidding. Jesse Ventura for President Neil Rogers for Governor. Enrique. Thank you, Enrique. By the way, did you see Enrique was uh, flipping uh, burgers at, uh, or where the hell was he? At McDonald's or something? He was working in the kitchen somewhere a couple days ago. Not really important. Here's another one. Also, another uh, tale of uh, doom and gloom. I go to 10 to 12. Well, see, first of all, let me say this to you. Somebody bought the tickets. Somebody has bought all those season tickets. Why were so many of those? It wasn't just the upper bowl that was bad last night. It was a lot of uh, seats in the lower bowl and that middle uh, mezzanine, whatever that section is. All over the place, there were tons of empty seats. So if somebody's already paid for them, I mean, why not give them to some poor slob like Enrique or somebody that can't afford to go? That's what I'm talking about. And as far as passion is concerned, leaving the game when you've already paid to be there with three or four minutes left and missing all the exciting part and throwing a bunch of crap on the ice, that's not my idea of passion. That's not what I'm talking about. Here's another guy, Richard in Boynton Beach, says, I go to 10 to 12 Panther games because, frankly, I can't afford season tickets, so I'm forced to listen to Rimmer on TV. It says, wait till you watch a game on TV. It's like watching a hockey infomercial. They peddle those tickets like Ronco. It's painful to watch, like an infomercial. Are they succeeding? No. Evidently not. Also, he says, I just saw on the news that Don King was the star of the Palm Beach County Chamber of Commerce meeting today. Everybody kissed his ass. Rectum. If I remember correctly, Don King beat somebody to death for not paying a debt and went to jail for it. I guess South Florida is a friendly home for murderers, he says. That's what O.J. said. We like murderers down here, right? Uh-huh. You bet. Bet your sweet ass. We're not too fond of Larry King. That's because he stiff people for money. We don't like you if you stiff people for money. If you're a murderer, we don't mind, okay, as long as you leave us alone. But when you stiff people for money, we get pissed off. Only fifty dollars. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Oh, that's hey, one. Okay, call me back, sir. Your phone is making uh, farting. Okay, that's what it sounded like. Call me back. Your phone is uh, deadly. Oh, don't tell me that's back again on four and seven. Oh, okay, I won't tell you. Now, seven sounds okay. You're gonna tell me the line four is screwed up again? Any minute now, the uh, fire alarm's going to go up again. Be sure and call all your friends and tell them to tune in. Oh, here we go again. You know, you people at Bell South, it's just amazing how inept you are. You know, there's these, I mean, with all the technology we've got today, with computers, with the Internet, with uh, all of these things, and phones that have been around for about 6,000 years now, just ordinary, regular, run-of-the-mill phones, you guys just can't get your goddamn act together. So here we go another day. Just when we're rolling along pretty good today, singing a song. And now we got uh, some phone lines screwed up again. At least one, maybe more. Probably more. Two? Dose? Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Coral Springs. Hey, Neil, how are you doing today? I was doing great. Okay. Until hey, Bell Scout sabotaged the show again. Yeah, let's get on one of your favorite subjects, the NRA. Yeah. Um... When was the last time one of those guys read the Constitution, the Second Amendment, that actually says that uh, you, you have to write the beer arms as a militia, not as a person? I don't know. You probably have to ask him, I would imagine. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And again, on our murders in our beautiful state of Florida, maybe we'll get a governor up in uh, up Tallahassee that will uh, repeal that beautiful law that says after you kill somebody and you admit it, you get an automatic appeal. Uh-huh. I don't know. Nothing else, Neil. Just wanted to get that gun. Okay. Anybody know what he said? No. No, I'm sitting here thinking about the phone lines. I'm sitting here thinking about the goddamn phone lines again and wondering how the hell this could be happening again today. After all, they, I mean, can we go, can we have like one day, do you think, just one day when everything works for four hours? No. No? Okay. 
I know I'm getting a little carried away here. I mean, everybody really loved our pain yesterday. They were they were peeing in their pants over the uh, the fire alarm and all the other crap that we had going on here. Well, let's play it back and so that we can enjoy. Hey, that's a good idea. That'll kill some good time. It lasted for about a half an hour. That'll take us up till almost one fifteen. Then maybe that was so good we can play it again. Take us right up till two o'clock. That's what they deserve around this place. And then dial your operator. Oh. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help. WQAM. Yeah, hi. This is Mark at a mobile in Sunrise. Okay, hold on, Mark. What are we going to do with Mark? The phone Hang is... up on him. Well, why do you say that? Because that's what we're going to do. No, we can't let's talk, talk to, to Mark on line four and put that crap on here. How are you doing, Mark? How are you? Okay, the phone line screwed up, but don't worry about it. Okay, I won't. Give hey, uh, I... thank you. I, want... I, hear... I hear ringing on this phone. I know. I know. Well, maybe we'll get a three-way going here. <laughs> hey, I went to uh, the game last night, first time in a couple years. Right. And I uh, took my son, mainly for myself, against the Barrett. Right. I mean, he's just incredible. Yep. It blew my mind. I wanted to ask you... What do you think about all the uh, sort of like phony interviews or the phony like show they do in between periods? Oh, like, terrible! Awful! Oh, horrendous! Awful! Get that guy off of there! It was pathetic, and then they try to pitch, you know, uh, buy so many, buy fifty dollars worth of items, get a free pen. It's like one big sales job. Yeah. I, I just wanted to get your opinion. Just on leave that. us Plus, alone. Leave us alone between periods and let our brains cool out. Also, they uh, they changed the name of the Panther Patrol to the Surge Green Team or the, something. The Screamers, yeah, the Surge Screamers. And that's what you want to uh, promote to the kids, drink that caffeine, sugar-laced crap. Right, with lots of extra, with double dose. Yeah. Hey, keep up the good work now. Okay, thanks. Sorry about the phone line, okay? That was pretty good. Hey, call, and maybe if you want to be one of our special callers today, call on line four and get, like, extra... Sounds on the uh, phone call. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Nobody cares about this story about fat people because you American people, you've been brainwashed, eating, 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 manja, manja, manja. You can, you, you know, you're conditioned to being fat. You think it's acceptable and it's wonderful and we should all be fat and the whole world is like that. Just, I'm just embarrassed for you. I'm just humiliated and degraded about it. Have we still had a woman here in three days? No. Not one. Not a lady. Not a semblance of a lady. Not even sucking around for the goddamn tickets. Oh, there's one. Five six seven. Oh, what am I giving the numbers out? The lines that work, they're lit up pretty much, and the ones that don't. Uh, I'll line four. I'd sure like to get another call around that. It's pretty entertaining. Uh, is he trying to tell me that they want me to put? Hey, listen. I mean, uh, they got a three thousand dollar bid on this this morning. We're going to outdo that. No, I don't think so. But anyway, we got. Uh, we invite you to call on the uh, auction today. The uh, Win Dixie QM auction package. Call 305-650-0169. we got a $3,000 bid for all of these things. A trip for two to beautiful Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, including airfare, transfers, hotel, and meals. pair of tickets to each remaining regular season home dolphin game. $500 gift certificate to Manhattan Jewelry Exchange at the Oasis and Sawgrass Mills Mall. An autographed Don Chulo football. $100 Winn-Dixie gift certificate. Certificate for dinner at Runway 84 Restaurant. Don't get your nose out of joint. Gift certificate for one hour of unlimited use at Corner Kick Indoor Soccer Facility. The Luis Miguel six-foot wall poster. A limited edition vinyl double album by Creed. All of these things, total package value is over four grand, and the high bid at the moment is three grand. All the proceeds will go, and trust me, none will go to Pedro Guerrero or OJ. All the proceeds will go to Women of Tomorrow, a mentoring program for high school girls in Dayton Broward. We ought to be able to do better than that $3,000 bid. I haven't heard one word. Did we get any, uh, you know, any response? Are people donating? I mean, uh, what do I know? 
All we know is give the number out again, stupid, and we still have the 3,000 as our high bid, and that's all they tell me, 305-650-0169. Because like I said, if you want to make donations and not worry about the 3,000 bidding on the thing, just want to make a $100 or $200 donation or 50 or whatever, that's okay too, 305-650-0169. How's line four doing? Does that sound like it might be back, or is it like, uh, no? Well, let's give it a shot. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. There's those pork rinds that are, they'll be doing that for quite a while. By the way, you'll be amazed, and they're very, very good. Did you do the extra spicy? I hope. No, these are the bacon curls. Yeah, pork rinds. No, they're not the extra. They're not spicy. the hot and spicy. No. Well, they're both good, but the hot and spicy are really, really. Oh, they're special. But that's a new deal now is pork rinds and delights of West Boca sent over a whole bunch of those in this big box with all the other good stuff, which I noticed nobody is interested in the Atkins diet. Nobody is interested in losing weight. Nobody, not one call about the 2020 piece, not one call about the Dateline piece last week. And on it goes. The, uh, the mystery just continues. Amazing to me. Here's our first lady in about 10 weeks, lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Faithful listener, sometime caller. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Okay. Good. Um, what's happening with the CD from Center One? What's happening is they're going to repress it, and in a few days we should be able to uh, start all over. All right. Silence of the Lambs going to be on there? Yeah. Great. Uh, you know, those Red Wings fans really inconvenien- inconvenienced me one year when I was there. The Stanley Cup, uh, a million fans outside the hotel broke a water main. So 24 hours in the hotel without water. Uh-huh. So what about tickets? What about tickets what? <laughs> For Saturday. And then, then to top it all off, I had a dumper because she said crap with an SH at the end. She muttered it. So, I see, I thought I had a lady caller on there. I didn't have a lady caller. Another lady freeloader who makes up some wild story about some... Uh, uh, something the the main, rain in uh, Spain falls mainly on uh, Uranus or something like that. And then uh, how about the the tickets are gone? I ain't got no more tickets. I'm doing a talk show. I will never ever give away anything on this show again, ever. When I'm not when I'm going to be out of town, I'll give the tickets away to friends, to people I know, people in the building, people on the street corner. Uh, that's it. Never ever give anything away on this show again. You people are an embarrassment. No matter how, what I got to talk about here, mom is the word. You got nothing to respond. It's been that way for 150 years. And if you get the waxy buildup out of your ears, it's amazing how she heard I had tickets, but she never heard that somebody got them already. That's my woman caller for this month. Unbelievable. Unconscionable. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Suicidal. <laughs> Suicidal after that. I know. What a bimbo. Three things what a piece on of my turd. Plate. Three things on my plate. You know me. I'm not going to tell you what I did for you, George. Uh, what what does that mean? If you ever need anything done, I'll do it for nothing without any... Uh... Well, sir, what are you talking about? Well, I did something on your house once. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, every time he calls, I did something on your house. And if you or George ever need anything... No, we don't need nothing, sir. Okay, but thank you very much. We are... Thank you already about 400 times. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm I seriously, I'm going to put on music. Even though I feel great and I'm like uh, on top of the world, I can't. There's just nothing here today. 
There's nothing here. I put my t- testicles out there and tentacles in the water. There's nothing there. But those pork rinds sure are good. Oh, oh, good. Yeah, they are good. I told you. And you, you'll be amazed. And every now and then, when you least expect it, they'll pop again in that bag. They'll well, like they're still popping. They're still popping in your sack. How do you like exciting. that? Right. Popping in my stuff. gut. WQAM, George is eating. Hello. QAM. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Miami. Hello. Oh. Yes, sir. Yeah, how you doing? Okay. Hey, uh, did you hear about the Backstreet Boys? What about them, sir? Uh, they're suing InSync because uh, InSync signed with a record company. Right. Yeah. Did you hear about that? Yes, I did. Yeah. What do you think about that? I hope they uh, get fifty million dollars, and I hope you have a great life, sir. And please don't ever call us again. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Those are pretty good. What's happening? We never got any calls on the show today on our auction thing. No. No, not one call. Well, of course, this audience might be a little bit gun shy now. You know, the word that uh, Pedro Guerrero is going to take all the money and go back to that uh, fancy restaurant with OJ. They might be a little bit gun shy, or maybe we just don't have anybody listening. That's possible, certainly based on these phone calls today. Except a few freeloaders who wonder if we still have those tickets. Do we still have them? No. No. You know something, if I don't have like a real lady caller between now and 2 o'clock, I'm going to, I don't think I'll come back. I really won't. That's not a threat. That's a promise. I said a real lady caller. I mean, you're giving me like, oh, there's one on there now. I'm talking about somebody who really wants to have a verbal intercourse. Not somebody who wants to freeload for tickets that don't exist anymore, that are gone, that I've made very, very, very painfully obvious and clear are gone. They're a history. You can't be nice to the people in this town and give them stuff because then they destroy you. They just blow your crap away. Or I should have put a period after the blow part. Here's a lady in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. I just wanted to call you and tell you that I don't want anything. And you crack me up. I Uh laugh all day long. And your show yesterday was hysterical. I mean, I'm sorry that you had a fire drill, but whatever. Well, maybe we'll just have a fire drill every day that would take up a couple of hours. It was great. And I don't have to worry about any phone calls here. It was fantastic. I'm out of material. I love you. Okay, thanks. And I want you to cheer up. Bye. Okay, bye. Five six seven oh five sixty. We got several lines not working too, which of course contributes. Does anybody in engineering or has anybody been made aware of the fact that our phone is effed up again? Does anybody know that for the second day in a row in this goddamn place where nothing works? And of course, our program director in between crying jags. He's taking a few days off now. This is a good time, by the way, to be taking off a few days. This is excellent. I know with everything else that's going on here, this is a magnificent time to be taking a few days off. Why the hell not? Here's Homestead. Hello. Afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, this is three-week-old news, but I was wondering if I could play you a little BBC report, which lasts for about 30 seconds, about the shooting in Texas. It echoes it echoes your words exactly. You're not going to be able to hear it, or is it going to be like off in the uh, tea room well, somewhere? Well, you should be able to hear it. Yeah. Just give me a second, then, and I'll play it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, five six seven oh five sixty. Okay, thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Give it a shot and see which of these lines works. Okay. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I uh, understand your disgust with the uh, attendance last night at the uh, National Park. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Antarctica right, Center. A, can I tell you why? Go ahead. It's not because of the location or the beauty of the place or whatever and all that. Well, of course not. We know that. It's a communist sport, my friend. Hockey sucks. Get into basketball. Yeah, okay. 
Right. Yeah, get into basketball where they can't sell tickets to save their lives over there at that brand new sparkling American Airlines arena. Yeah, get into a sport that they can't, that they're going to be lucky to get 10, 11,000 people a game. Hate to break the news to you, pal, but that communist sport you're talking about, we had 18, 19,000 people there every game last year. How do you like that? A lot more than those stinking heat. Five six seven oh five sixty. And by the way, that's a sport for Schwartzes, okay, white boy? It's a sport for Schwartzes. Why don't you get with the program? Get with it. Here's Aventura. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Listen, um, I've been trying to get to you since Monday. I wanted to talk to you about that Atkins on uh, the 2020. Yeah. Uh, I did see it. I was very impressed with it. I think I'm gonna, me and my girlfriend are going to start on it. And um, I have a cousin that was on it a couple of years ago, and it worked great for him. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to get your opinion on it and, uh, you know, what's, what's really the first steps to really, uh, you know, take on it. First step to take is to buy the book. Dr. Atkins' book? Yeah. Okay. You got it? Uh, no, not well, yet. how can you go on a diet if you don't have the book? You sound like a lot of these other uh, quizlings who've been calling me for five years, and uh, want you know want me to give them a capsule information in thirty seconds. You got to buy the book. All right, the paperback. I mean, for like a, a couple of bucks, if your health is worth two bucks, I go out and buy the paperback book. Yeah, Dr. Atkins' New Diet Revolution. I mean, is it that hard? It's in like every goddamn bookstore that's ever been invented, even in adult bookstores. I think they got it. But did, did you get? Did you watch it on 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 twenty twenty? No, I did not. Oh, okay, because I was going to say... Well, I'm trying to find out from this audience what kind of report they got on 2020 because I didn't see it, and as a result, I can't find anybody to tell me, was it did they, was it positive, was it negative, was it a hatchet job, did they say you're going to die, what did they say? That's what I'm trying to find out. Well, let me tell you. Please. Okay. Um, a lot of, they, they had a lot of doctors that called, not called, but, you know, interviewed, and they said that uh, the Atkins diet was unhealthy due to all the fat. And all the, you know, meat that you'd be eating and without, you know, without a little bit of carbohydrates in you, you know, it's, it, it's draining. First, and it's, first of all, there, there is carbohydrates. There's, that's not a no carbohydrate diet. So what does that mean without a little bit of carbohydrates? What does that mean? Excuse me? I said, have a nice day. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty, pound five, sixty on the AT&T wireless line. <laughs> oh, woo. Heavy duty, baby. That's our motto here in South Florida. Open the window. You can smell it. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon.
you'll be back in time You sound just like us <laughs> I'm confused It's confused All I'm asking Just one seems explain Cause I'm confused I'm confused I don't know what to think But I know this song stinks Nobody knows who we are, that's the truth. Oh. All we're asking, can you tell us our name? No. Because we're confused. All right, guys, see you in the bathtub. It's uh, 102 at 560 WQM. How's Valdenio doing, by the way? Any deliveries today? Any special uh, emergency deliveries? Any uh, good package he's got for me? Valdenio, God, that's all I got to say. Maybe he'd like me to speak, uh, teach him to speak the English, huh? That sounds good to me. Maybe he'd like to take a little. Now, what does that say? Oh, Bob Lincoln. Jesus Christ, what the hell does he want? Not another shameless plug for Atkins, I hope. Uh, absolutely. Ah, what is wrong with you, man? You and this Atkins stuff. Are you guys going to elope or what? Uh, I don't, not the way he looked in the 70s, I'll tell you that. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to, I saw the uh, piece on 2020, and it's the first time that Dr. Atkins actually got to respond to all the misinformation by the nutritionists, dietitians. You know something, doc- he could take all those nutritionists and dietitians and put them in a the goddamn ocean and leave them there. And on balance, it was a great piece. There was a... Uh, um, what you know exactly the same thing they go into the uh you know that the diet is uh, is bad for you it's bad for your kidneys and this and that and they ask dr atkins directly he says show me the evidence show me the study show me anything that says it doesn't and so the reporter said well doctor you know he says look does sixty thousand people that i've treated in the past 30 years through the atkins center mean anything that I have had on this diet, that have had bad hearts, that have had bad diabetes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it was a great, well-balanced piece. But yeah. interestingly, they also had the doctor from the Mount Sinai down here in Miami mm-hmm. who uh, went and did the Mount Sinai diet, which he immediately said, I, could, I tried to lose weight on low-fat, couldn't do it. So I took a version, my own version of the Atkins. Yeah, it's, it's a rip-off of the Atkins, right. right. I think that's and, what Hank lost all his weight on with exactly. the Mount Sinai. Uh, and and what he did uh, was he admitted that it was, uh, you know, a version of the Atkins diet, but he did a study. He he did a, 60 people on low-fat and 60 people on low-carbohydrate. Right. You know what the result was. Uh, it, it just buried the low-fat. So, and isn't it interesting, though, it's about seven or eight, ten years now that they've been peddling this low-fat crap, and now we're up to 55% of the American adults, 55% now, it's more than half, who are obese. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, it, it 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 just it just goes to show you, as you and I both know, and I thanks to you because of my association with that's Dr. right. Thanks Atkins. to me, that's right. Don't ever forget it. No, and believe me, I I don't because Good. we're doing our fifth annual Dr. Atkins cruise uh, uh, this April ninth, two thousand. And thanks to you because you're the one that gave me the idea. The other thing, you know what the you know what the sick thing about this whole thing is? What's that, Bob? Is is that they do not say anything about how a type two diabetic can get cured on this diet? Yeah, that's and, right. And, and I mean, that's right. It is a well, it's it's a 
a cure is a bad word, but it's a remedy. It brings your blood sugar down to normal. As long as you stay on it, you can get rid of all your medication. Well, that is absolutely correct. You're all, all I can tell right. you is, as you know, I've been associated with Dr. Atkins for five years, and I've, I haven't talked to a few people. I have talked to hundreds of people because of the cruises and because I go out, uh, you know, to shows with them, and I have had people tell me that Dr. Atkins has saved their life Right. You know, I used to have people. I used to have people tell me that too. But uh, every time I bring up Atkins, now the phone goes completely dead. I don't know. Okay. You know, I get no seriously. And, and the point is now, uh, most of these people have thrown in the towel. They figure being fat is okay. And even this thing in the paper today on the front pages, they figure, well, screw it. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, uh, I got a report from the Atkins Center uh, today, and the results from the uh, from the uh, uh, the piece on 2020, 150,000 hits on his website the next day, and 500. Right books sold on Amazon.com, and, and as you told that other guy, it's, you know, for a paperback, you can buy the Atkins book at six or seven bucks at uh, Borders. Of course, or, we sold 703 hours in the Sawgrass a few years ago. Right, exactly, and yeah, I mean, okay. if, you, if you can't do that to, 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 to read your book to better health, then you've got something wrong so with tell you. So tell Dr. Bob, a thousand bucks a book, 700,000, uh, I'll be looking for his check. Okay. Okay, thanks, Bob. Thank you, sir. And, and don't let me uh, keep me posted on that National Airlines to Vegas, too. Absolutely. I'm on it. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Viva Las Vegas. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Let's put a junket together to Vegas. What do you say? No. Oh, come on. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. This is Jeremiah. I'm here from San Francisco. I just think, number one, you're the greatest. Yes, I, can't I am. Wait to buy your CD. I heard the... Uh, the Rednecks Love Incest thing. I'm from San Francisco. I'm tired of getting Montana and Young crammed down my throat. I think Shula, even though he's gone now, and Dan uh, Marino is probably the best quarterback will ever come down the pike. And I'll listen to you on here. And thank you very okay, much. Okay, God bless you, sir. Give sure. Steve Young a big kiss. He might like it. Five six seven oh five sixty. You know those Mormons, real horny guys. You know that's what Donny Osmond once told me. Horny is where is that? That's why they got to wear that special underwear to make sure there's not too much friction. Or is it the other way around? Make sure there's enough friction. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. How come the uh, Orthodox Jews don't wear that? In fact, I don't think the Orthodox Jews wear any underwear. They don't want to get their talus wrapped up in it. Here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I uh, just want to talk to you a second about uh, the recent incidents in the uh, hockey world, uh, in an NHL, of this um, uh, the, the punitive steps taken by the NHL for the um, – Injuries that occurred recently. Yes, the, the puny steps, not punitive, puny. Exactly. That's my opinion. That I uh, I played hockey, uh, uh, unpaid hockey, for about 20 years off and on. Um, my son, a 14-year-old son, is currently playing hockey in Coral Springs. I love the game. I love the old-fashioned hip checks. Uh, I love nothing better than a nice square uh, legal mid-ice check. Uh, hockey is a rough sport. It's played with sticks and sharp blades and so forth. But in my opinion, the the uh, suspension of 10 games and a fine to a professional hockey player is not a significant has no significant impact on them financially or or otherwise. Absolutely correct, sir. Right. And uh, something crossed my mind the other day, and I I don't know how to to uh, forward this opinion or if it would be worth anything. But if if there were a rule that would say that if you cause a major injury to a player, that not only are you fined and you're sitting out some games that you will stay out of the game for the length of the time that the injured person... Yeah, that's what I said this morning. That's uh, what some people have suggested. I think it's an excellent idea. If if Madonna has to miss 20 or 30 games, then uh, this uh, goofball, uh, he should sit out 20 or 30. Ruslan Saleh, he should also sit out 20 or 30 games. 
I, I agree. And I'm sorry, I didn't hear that portion of the program right. this morning. I would Absolutely, I agree, couldn't agree with you more. Okay, i got one last thing for you. But, but it all goes back to the union coddling the players again. That's the problem. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, i got one thing for you real quick to help you go through the day. Take a, a post-it note, put it there on your mic, write the Latin words, illegitima non carborundum. Okay. Means don't let the bastards wear you down. Okay, have a good day, Neil. I'll pray for you, sir. Thank you. Five six seven. I'll pray for Bob Lincoln too, because God only knows after those Vegas trips it can't hurt. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Ten past one at QAM. What am I? What am I reading faxes now? I've got to do this. Enough with the Panthers already. When the hell does the baseball season begin anyway? Huh? There's something wrong with our TV. Our program director is upset. You see, unlike those stories that appeared on the front page, those glowing, ass-sucking stories with the Herald about Ted Arison croaking in Israel a couple days ago, now here's a small story that I even missed that somebody faxed to me, and thank you profusely, by the way, whoever faxed me. Untangling a legacy, Arison would have become exempt from U.S. estate taxes in the year 2000. He croaked before he got the tax exemption. Let's hear it! All right! Huh? All right! Ted Arison, one of the world's richest men, died just a few months before a key deadline that would have allowed his $5 billion estate to escape costly U.S. estate taxes. He died. See, I said that, and George has got a mouthful of egg cream. He died. He died. He gave up his, uh, he died. He gave up his U.S. citizenship in 1990 and moved to Israel in part to, how do you like this? See, people think I make this crap up in part to avoid U.S. taxes on his real estate, on his, not real, on his estate. 
But Arison did not live into the year 2000, where he would have become exempt from taxes, according to court records. It's still unclear how much of his estate will be subject to U.S. estate taxes, which can run as high as 55%. So you better buy your heat ticket, because Mickey's going to be a tourist now. He's not going to be able to get the whole $5 billion. How do you like that? Oh, he was a philanthropist. Yeah, he gave a lot of money to charity, millions. You know something? Name me a billionaire that doesn't give millions to charity. It's a tax write-off, number one. And number two, it's good publicity. And number three, he ran off to Israel in part to escape paying his U.S. taxes, just like his business, the Carnival Cruise Line, that doesn't pay any U.S. taxes because all the ships are registered with other countries. And because they all sail out of here and take all of the money of these tourists out of this town, which I've been telling you for years. But, of course, the Herald's not the least bit concerned about that. All they're concerned about is, oh, God forbid we should have casinos here because that will put our buddy Mickey out of business. Isn't that interesting? You wonder why they're so hysterically anti-casino? Is there anybody in, the, in his right mind that would go on some rickety uh, dick uh, boat out there to gamble if we had casinos here? Is there one person? No. Even at Kaplan? No. You bet your sweet ass there's not. So that's the only way we can slip him the Mickey. This incestuous relationship between the Miami Herald, the Knight Ritter people, and goddamn Mickey Orson is one of the most, un and, and don't forget Mayor Pinga, who's their pimp, is one of the most unbelievable things that's ever happened in this town. And the public's out there going, yeah, yeah you got a point there, maybe, huh? What, what's he saying? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yesterday's show, the best in the history of radio. Yeah, we'll have to have another a fire alarm every week. <laughs> we'll have to promote it ahead of time. Neil, you got the Herald in front of you, or is it in the wastebasket? It's waste already in the wastebasket. Wastebasket. Okay. He took a dump on it. Page two B. Let me quickly read this to you. People Turn out to be people attending the Van Van concert. People going into the arena will have to pass through a metal detector and will be subjected to a quick pat-down, said Major Adam Burden of the Miami Police Department. They'll be patting them down Saturday. <laughs> yeah. That's the only way you can get I in. I sure hope Diana Ross isn't planning on attending. Have a good day, Neil. Thanks for the good news. Okay, they're going to be patting you down looking for the goddamn uh, nuclear weapons and whatever else you crazy Cubans have got at the Los Van Van concert, which, by the way, I was reading the other day, the ticket sales have been really slow. Can't figure that out here, can I? Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Plantation. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, two things. Number one, this morning uh, one of the first uh, team was talking about uh, the parish, and they was talking about the passing and the scoring. He goes, "Well, did you get down with your wife last night?" He goes, "Excuse me." Yeah. It was Joe Rose. I know he does that. Uh, that he did that with him last week. He was in the studio here last week, and he pulls the same crap oh, every he got... time he has another hockey player on. That's all he talks about because he knows nothing about the game. Right. Because I heard him this morning. I heard about five minutes, and they were talking about the game last night. I didn't hear the Paris stuff, but uh, he said, "Oh, and how about that Victor Kozlov boy? Two goals already." I mean, Victor, if you watch him out there, I mean. He got the winning goal, uh, the tying goal last night, but it was a perfect pass from Whitney after a more perfect pass from Burry. But nevertheless, Kozlov still is so far from being what he needs to be on this team. And here's Joe Rose, who has no clue what the sport is all about. Oh, how about that victory? Two goals already. He's really coming along. He knows nothing about the sport. So his deal is every time he has another plan, oh, you're getting laid? How are you doing with the ladies? I mean, it's so old and so tired, Joe. Yeah, listen. Uh, Maybe Joe ain't getting enough at home. Maybe that's the problem. That's what I think is going on, Yeah. Joe. Neil, what do you think is going on out here with the western part of Broward here? you think there will be any new schools out here? No. Just porta potties porta potties Thank yeah. you. Okay. Maybe maybe uh, on you know, days that we don't have any other events in the arena, we can you know have classrooms in there. Holds almost 20,000 20, people. What's wrong with that? Got plenty of restrooms. 
open up the concession stands. At least everybody will get fed that way. Pretty crappy food, but nevertheless. What are we going to do about that? I notice I'm the only one talking about that, too. They're raping you for the food in that place. You know, maybe I shouldn't be uh, so hard on these people for not showing up there. I mean, I'm, I'm no, being the fan that I am and no matter a great player we got in Pavel Burry, it just tears my guts out to see the, all those empty seats. But the fact is that, uh, and I've been predicting it, you kill the goose that laid the golden egg. People can only take so much punishment, and they keep cranking those prices up and cranking the prices up, cranking the prices of the food up, giving you less and less for your dollar, putting a crap product, less selection than we had last year. Why would you do that? Look at the goddamn Air Canada Center up there in Toronto for crying out loud. Granted, the hallways there are too narrow. That's the problem. But, it, but they, they made that building out of an old, they renovated an old post office there, the original post office in Toronto, and they did a hell of a job. But the hallways are too narrow. So you have to fight in the food lines. But as far as selection is concerned, they got every kind of food that's unbelievable there. But here it's like, uh, let me say it again, one hot dog, one order of onion rings, and two diet sodas, fifteen fifty. People are on death row for crimes less than that. People people go to jail for armed robbery, for stick-ups for less than that. Fifteen fifty. Less selection, smaller portions, higher prices. boy, Wayne. And you owners out there, you brilliant owners. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't understand where's all the people. <laughs> must be that goddamn Neil. Yeah, must be Neil that's been herniating trying to get people to come out and support the goddamn... Don't blame me on this one, sweetheart. Look in the mirror at that big, bald, pockmarked puss if you can stand it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, this is Bob from Boca. Yes, Bob. How you doing? Great. All right. Yeah, yeah the Atkins is beautiful. But the one thing is, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there any two places other than D-Lights or the other? I mean, being up north here. Oh, I mean, you're in Boca. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't understand what you're asking me. In other words, you want a place right next door to your house? Yeah, <laughs> not really. No, I'm just joking. But um, yeah, I mean, other. I mean, than... you got you got a place up there that's a whole supermarket. I only I only wish What's I that? had a delights like as close to me as they are to you. What's that? Let me say it again. I said I only wish that I had a delights oh, kind yeah, of a store I'm, I'm right in my neck of the woods like you got up there in Boca. Yeah, you know, you know, I had a quick question. You know, I just like was kind of wondering about um on the Panthers like. What happens if someone just really knocks the crap out of someone else and like puts them out for a long time? Yeah. Like actually, le- like getting to the legal side of it. Is there anything about that, or is that in our legal side? Or? No. No, nothing. No. Nothing at all. No. I always wondered about that. No. Oh, that's cool. That's the players' union. No, it's not cool. It's very uncool. <laughs> no, it's uncool. If you would have seen that injury that Madonna got the other night and the hit that that asshole Ruslan Saleh put on, they should have taken away his visa and green card. Send him back where he came from. Send him to Siberia. But they have no respect for each other, and, of course, the league continues in their wimpy Gary Bettman way, you know, like that, fumbling their way along. I mean, they did do some positive things this year. We got rid of that increase rule. That was stupid. We got two referees for most of the games. There's a lot of positive changes, the good things that happened this year. But, of course, the ongoing expansion and watering down and diluting. We got Atlanta, then Minnesota's going to get a team again, and Columbus and, and Geneva, New York, and Penyan and Owasso and uh, Oswego and Ithaca and uh, Canandaigua and Ypsilanti and Marshall, Michigan. And, uh, you know, there ain't gonna, there's nothing like when we have that 8,000-team league. 
does it take a rocket scientist to figure out if there's only X number of guys who are like the best, the cream of the crop, real professionals, and they're on like uh, six teams like they used to be, and then all of a sudden you got 28 teams, and then it's 30 teams, and that's 35 teams. Guess what? There are going to be a lot of marginal people playing. And thank God, in spite of what Don Cherry says, thank God for the European players, because otherwise it would be a laughing stock. It'd be a joke like baseball. Because those Canadians don't reproduce as fast as some of these uh, Americans, ethnics. I don't want to say which ones, you know. My God, is that thing real? The problem with all of us, 55% of Americans are obese, fat. You know what the problem is? Always obsessed with food. Always got to be eating. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. But, you know, it's like a pastime. American pastime isn't baseball. It's eating. Just push it. Like Jesse Ventura says, push your fat ass away from the goddamn food. Now cook your crap. Huh? So he says, push your fat face away from the goddamn freaking food and do something else. Go out and do a little exercise. Go uh, swing it in the uh, wind or something. Now, these pork rinds are good. And this is the original flavor. Wait till you taste the uh, hot and spicy one. I can't wait. Tonight. Mm. Oh, you took some? Yes. Tonight. Steve? Don't be messing with my crap. Just wait. Here's uh, Naples. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I got an Atkins question for you. Uh-huh. I've been on it for about six months, and um, I'm really confused between the line between uh, eating foods with, you know, no carbs, but it says sugar on the uh, ingredient label. Yeah. Or, um, you doesn't know. Make just, any, it doesn't make any difference. Just look at what it says, carbs. Just carbs. Is total total carbs. Okay. All right. There, thank you. How, how are you doing on it? Uh, I lost uh, 60 pounds. Well, what's wrong with that? Not much. Sounds good to me. God, I, I give my left uh, nut to lose 60 pounds. Well, I'll tell you what the key was for me. Is that much? I stayed on the Elephant induction tiny. phase for most of the time. Right. So, you know, I, I, I kept myself below 20 carbs, and, and the weight just poured off. Excellent. So um, I'm psyched now. Five pounds in one day yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, seriously, I know it sounds ridiculous, and no, it's, all, it's, it's all water, but on a scale, it makes you feel, it motivates you. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted also to let you know how much I enjoyed... Um, your teasing of the Unix calling in for those uh, tickets this morning. Yeah, that's the only part that's good, <laughs> especially that bitch. Okay, thanks He's a lot, pal. Good work. And watch out for the gypsies. All right. See ya. Now, a lot of gypsies in Naples. As a matter of fact, guy was over at the game talking to me between periods last night, brought his son by, and his son uh, was in school, I guess, in Naples for like, I mean, in Florence for like four months or something like that. And uh, part of the week he would be in school, and the rest of the week he and his buddies would like travel all over Europe, you know, Amsterdam, which he didn't want to talk to Dad too much about, but he was there. And uh, and he said, the only place in Italy do not go is Naples. And everybody tells me that. And then once in a while, I'll talk to some asshole. Oh, no, that's wrong. It's beautiful. It's the best part of the country. And uh, everybody tells me just loaded with poverty and the mafia and slums and crime. And it's a toilet. Toilet. So if you want to go to Naples, go to Naples, uh, Florida, Naples, New York. Do not go to Naples, Italy. And then, of course, I get a call from my, my painter and handyman, Izzy, yesterday, who I loaned the uh, Sopranos to. Now, Izzy is half Italian and half Jewish. Oy. And he, he enjoyed it a little bit, but he's very upset because it feels it portrays a bad stereotype for the Italian people. <clears throat> Izzy, who was born in Sicily, okay? And I'm listening to this crap on the phone. I mean, I love you, Izzy. You're a good guy. You never stole a freight train, but get serious, okay? We know there's no such thing as the mafia. We know it's just, uh, you know, Hollywood getting carried away with literary license again. We know there's none of these killings uh, in the Sicilia and all of that stuff. And, he, and as he says to me, so carried away when he's telling me this about the Sopranos, he said, oh, by the way, have you ever been to Italy? 
I said, yeah, about 1,600 times, goofball. Well, he just, uh, you know, he's all emotional because he feels the Italian people are being put in a bad light. Don't you remember what the senator from Nevada said? The Italian people are a great people, and yeah. And then they said to him, well, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. My offer is this, nothing. Here's uh, Davey. Hello. Yeah, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I met you last year at the Leafs game, 60 pounds heavier. All right. And because of you, my uh, girlfriend, she's now down about 30 pounds doing Atkins. How do you like that? See, this is what I need is a little motivation. i got to squeeze and plead to get the Atkins people out of the closet. I mean, it's making another big comeback now. All the networks are finally catching on, and they're realizing that all you people are still alive. You haven't died from it yet. That's right. Did you see the uh, Dateline spot? I did see that one, yeah, and I thought that was pretty good. They didn't have to have that registered bitch on there, you know, to give the other side, but I thought they uh, it was fairly uh, even because usually in the past they always just uh, rip it to pieces. Yeah, un unfortunately, I'm in the drug business, and it's totally all political. And right. As you that's will. right. Oh, sure. You know anything that's good for you, and you can do it natural. Guess what? It's it's bad for you. That's right. But uh, one quickie little—it's not a plug—but the new Atkins—they have a new chocolate cake out. Yeah. You've been out there over in Sunrise to get that one. It's great. It's in the little freezer counter. In Sunrise. Yeah, the one right there on uh, uh, Sunrise Boulevard. The what? At, oh, I'm sorry. At Delights. It's excellent. Oh, that's it's, a different Delights. That's not the same outfit. Yeah, it tastes just like a brownie. And it's really, really good. Does, where is it on Sunrise and where? Sunrise, just off of University, behind Hops over there. Oh, okay. That one, and then there's a one out in uh, Albertsons, out in Pembroke Pines, right next to Albertsons. Oh, we don't want to give him too many plugs. Alan will get all psychotic <laughs> up here in Boca. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. And go East, go, baby. We're looking good. You got it. Doing it. Thanks, Neil. See ya. Bye. You're looking good, man. Brock knocking it in for Thomas Hoagland in front of the net. And a good save. The very first one in the National Hockey League by Tom Graham right there. Some of the butterflies that that young man certainly had to have in the pit of his stomach have probably gone with that big toe save on the first shot he's experienced in the NHL. Here's Sundin leaving it, lighting and shooting, and Graham makes the take the rebound. Sunderson, they score! Matt Sundin on the rebound, and Graham couldn't be forward on that. Oh, I just get goosebumps from Joe Bowen. It just makes the hair on my uh, rectum stand straight up. Joe Bowen, baby, there's my man, greatest. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Twenty one till two at two a.m. Oh, that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. My friends, I believe it's time this country had some more Christian leadership. And for that, I need your checks and money orders. Friends, I can assure you, I know what's best for you. Good little Christians, trying to run our lives, with dead balls in their mouth on Friday night. Good little Christians, spewing their hate around, and power grabbing for a new dirt ride. Good little Christians, brainwashing all their kids, Grow up believing fairy tales are true. Why do you have to pay? We were they always told you to. Big business needs checks from you. Got their marketing tools. Good little Christian. Forgiven instantly, that's why they never have to tell the truth. 
good little Christians. Happy to shepherd wise. They like to swap and swing in cheap hotels. Good little Christians protecting us from ourselves. From rings of fire in the depths of hell. I love the offerings for all that goes away. You don't think that the little trip Gary Bauer was really screwing around, do you? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. What kind of self-respecting bitch would touch that? Man. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Hank Goldberg at tube with Vino Cook, 5 to 6. Oh, look at that. I just I just munged. I can't believe I did that. Oh, man. Pudding. Well, like I said, too many people in this country are obsessed with non-stop eating. Always fooling that fat face. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just checking out these great products from Delight to Voice Boca. And it's chocolate pudding. And it's, uh, I mean, naturally, not everything in the store I'm going to love. Because <clears throat> some of the low-carb stuff I think is great. And some of it is okay. And some of it is, you know, but it's up to you. You'll sample. In fact, that's the great part about that place is that, remember he said, he lets everybody sample everything before he expects them to buy it. You taste it, and then you decide. Is it good or is it, uh, you know. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Here's Miami. Hello, Miami. Hello, Neil. yes sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay. And I changed the subject a little bit. Uh, did you hear about the professor, the, the teacher at Shadondo Middle School that got arrested for uh, having sexual relationships with a student? No. At a middle school? No. Well, it's funny because I went to that school about five years ago. And the guy, everybody knew about it. You know, he was, you know, having sexual relations with girls there. Yeah. And the cops that were supposed to protect the school, that were assigned to the school, they were in it. They they, they knew about it. They never yeah. did nothing about it. Well, maybe they were getting a little action on the side. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, how come we – there was nothing in the papers. It must have – sure, it happened yesterday. This latest uh, whore ring in Miami where they – yeah, didn't you see that? And they arrested a bunch of guys, and the hookers uh, had vamoosed, I guess, but they are assuming that they were minors again. And, you know, don't feed me this. You know, every time I ask this question, oh, well, there's an internal investigation going on, and there's going to be a big expose. Did we ever hear one more word about that hooker deal down there in Kendall? No. And all those cops that were showing up from every goddamn police force in Dade County? No. Did we ever hear any follow-up on that? No. No. Man, you talk about sweeping crap out of the carpet. And in the meantime, we got great investigative reporters like Al, pardon me for uh, killing your sunshine on Channel 4 there, waving his ham hocks at guys because they had the audacity to be open on a sunny day after the mayor told us it was going to be a bad hurricane. And he's out there waving his arm, shame on you. That's the kind of great investigative journalism we get in this town. Oh, yeah, there's a big internal investigation. Sure, we believe you. Squirt, squirt. They're getting a mop. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. We got twenty or thirty, forty, fifty open lines here. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, how are you? Okay. I was driving. I'm already stopped. But I was driving up I ninety five by five ninety five, and storm, rainstorm, suddenly started pouring down, and uh, all these cars in front of me. Uh, put up their uh, hazard lights. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with these hazard the lights? The deal is that they're idiots, and you, it's against the law to drive with your hazard lights on. Well, would you say that loud enough on the radio so that somebody Let me say it again, all you morons out there. It is against the law to drive with your hazard lights on. Hazard lights are for like when you pull off to the side of the road when your car is disabled, when you're in total panic. Then you put your hazard lights on when you're in a parked position, not while you're driving and moving your vehicle on the road. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You're the queen of radio. And God bless you. Bye-bye. And I'll pray for you. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, the driving thing, you know, it's, it's ponderous. It's depressing. I could go on about this forever and ever, but it ain't going to change because you got a lot of dumb people out there. You pull some driver in this town off to the side of the road, they say, what's wrong, man? What did I do wrong? They don't even know. They haven't got a clue what they're doing wrong. Because, you know, they got their driver's license out of a goddamn box of uh, 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 Cracker Jacks. Or maybe out of a box of goddamn uh, black beans and rice. I don't know where the hell they got it. And they're out there on the road like, oh, look at me. I'm a driver. Could have fooled me. People, and of course, as soon as it, which it only rains here almost every goddamn day, at least 80% of the year. And as soon as it starts raining, hey, I can understand. It's a driving rainstorm and you can't see uh, 10 feet in front of you. Okay, then you slow way down. And if you're a real pussy, you pull off the road and then you put on your hazard lights. But as soon as it starts raining, you know, fairly hard, oh, my God, it's like, jeez, I mean. And then, of course, all these terrified people, they're making all kinds of desperate moves, and they're, in, they're getting everybody else to panic, and there's people all over the goddamn road. Like people moving crap on a goddamn chessboard. Cars are sliding all over the road trying to avoid, avoid each other. Crazy people. Cut the crap. Turn off the hazard lights, you crazy people, you. Now, here's Kendall. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, I would like to take advantage of your beautiful uh, spirit today, and uh, considering that I hear you today vitriolic and climatorical, I would like to hear from your great wisdom. What do you think about FPNL? Well, what does that mean? What do I think about them? Yes, uh, in other words. Well, what, what is it? What do I think about FPNL? What do you think about Southern Bell? I think that they are. What, what do you think about? What do you think about Walmart? I think that. Walmart. Well, what do you think about Kmart? Kmart. What do you think about Target? Never been there. Yeah, okay, well, check it out. Call me back when you check it out. Target. Yeah, that kind. 5670560. Oh, you ought to know a lot about that, sir. And pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. What do I think about FP&L? Oh, God. Like I told you, there's a guy who got his uh, driver's license in a box of black beans and rice. 